93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. It is Friday, March 22nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A suspected case of mumps at Abington Senior High School in Montgomery County prompted the principal to send a letter home to parents on Thursday. The letter states the Montgomery County Office of Public Health is currently investigating a student at the Abington Senior High School with a suspected case of mumps. It says a child showing symptoms should be excluded from group settings for at least five days. The principal asks parents to confirm their child is age-appropriately vaccinated. Mural, uh, sorry, mumps is... Viral, not murals. Not really sure where that came from. Sometimes if you get the mumps, you have this overwhelming desire to paint murals. Murals. Uh So if you are, like, rage painting right now. Rage painting on the side of a building. Take stock of yourself. You have the mumps. Mm. I think it was, like, mumps and viral. There was is in the middle, and I just combined everything. I don't know. Mural. (laughs) Mumps is viral. My son is painting a huge mural outside. I'm concerned. Bring him in. (laughs) Hurry. (laughs) Mumps is viral, is what I meant to say, uh, with symptoms including fever, swelling, and tenderness in salivary glands. It's transmitted through saliva or mucus, and someone can be contagious before even showing symptoms. The news at Abington comes as the number of mumps. (laughs) That's okay. I I think I'm sick. (laughs) I just grabbed my paintbrushes and started painting. (laughs) (laughs) Take care of the mumps. Okay. Oh, no. So this comes after a number uh, of people infected uh, were infected at Temple University, and those cases have grown to 86. Uh, oh, Tem- my God. Yeah, Temple will that- hold vaccination clinics next week to help prevent from future cases. So I remember as a kid, it was something they were helping eradicate, and you'd know, and, and, and you hear about it occasionally, but to hear about this many outbreaks of yeah. the mumps is weird. Bizarre. Uh, anybody here ever have the... The mumps? No. No, no, I don't think so. I was vaccinated. I was vaccinated. It was a big ass vaccination on my arm. Well, but that, so that doesn't matter. You can still get it. Can I? <laughs> yes. Whippy. Uh, so, and uh, also, an off-campus student at Westchester University who recently visited Temple uh, has contracted mumps and has been directed not to attend class and to remain in isolation. Now, a person with two doses of the vaccine has an eighty-eight uh, percent reduction in risk, but the risk isn't erased, especially if you're in close quarters. Um, they're saying such as college living. Um, doctors do say if you are vaccinated and still get the mumps, you're less likely to have severe symptoms and to develop complications. Now, doctors say, in addition to the vaccines, make sure that you're washing your hands. You don't share food or drinks. But there's going to be paint all over them. (laughs) And you cover your mouth. Use serpentine. (laughs) You have to use serpentine. (laughs) And cover your mouth while coughing and sneezing. (laughs) And if you are painting murals, get to a hospital immediately. Mm -hmm. Resist the urge. Go seek help. Murals. (laughs) The Philadelphia nonprofit planning to open the country's first site where opioid users can use drugs under medical supervision has been offered a building in the Kensington section of the city for lease for a dollar a year where sirens are the anthem of neighborhood streets this could soon be the home to the nation's first safe injection site safe house is negotiating a lease at Hilton Street near Allegheny in Kensington the epicenter of opioid epidemic Uh, the announcement came early Thursday morning from former governor Ed Rendell the Robert Nicoletti family trust is offering up the property that advocates say the advocates say is in a commercial area, but Kensington res- uh, residents argue otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I called to see if you'd want a mur- mural on the, <laughs> <laughs> on the side of that building. 
So one resident says that there's at least five schools within walking distance. This is no place for a safe injection site, she says. I don't think this is uh, anything our neighborhood needs. If anything, our neighborhood needs a recovery shelter, uh, shelter, she said. A controversial concept, the U.S. Attorney Office for the Eastern District of Pennsylvania pumped the brakes on it when it filed suit last month questioning where the nonprofit's plans were legal. Safe House is still raising money to open the site, which they hope to do so by the end of the year, but not without a fight from those who live in the area. A 71-year-old Minnesota man who is battling prostate cancer broke a world record for planking. Wow. Andy Seinfeld broke uh, Steinfeld broke the Guinness World Record this week for his age group while at a community center in St. Louis Park. Uh, Steinfeld celebrated his birthday by holding the plank for 38 minutes. <sighs> the previous record was 36 minutes and 58 seconds. However, uh, this wasn't his toughest challenge. He says the uh, extreme senior athlete and motivational speaker just recently finished radiation treatment for prostate cancer. He said he wanted to inspire others to hold on to a positive outlook in the face of adversity. So that's for his age group. I mean, that's in his 70s to hold a plank for 38 minutes is unbelievable. I saw a guy go and, and break the, the, the longest record, which mm-hmm. was well over an hour or something Jeez. like that. There was a video, pretty boring to watch, but if you get near the end, right. it's it's really hard to do. Holding planks are not easy. I can't do it for like a minute. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. Most, uh, the longest I was ever able to do it was about five minutes, and that's me just shaking, shaking. you know, at the very end. You know what? I can't stand that shaking. That's oh, yeah, the I know. problem. I, know. I did the Watusi for four minutes. Wow. Time. Yeah. yeah. That was but pretty that's a, grueling. At least that's fun to watch. <laughs> this guy was at a community center. They had somebody there playing uh, music for him, a guy with a guitar kind of there to entertain Stop him. it. Uh, yeah, please stop. <laughs> well, you, you're a terrible player. Please stop. You're throwing me off. You need something. He did a regular plank, did side planks. He had the clock. You know, he could see this the This guy did? This guy, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, I yeah. didn't know he was changing positions. Yeah, I guess you can okay. change. That probably makes it maybe a little bit easier. Well, not, my... not easier, but you're but you're, you're not you're not uh, hitting It'll give the a muscle, muscle cluster. Yeah, a group. Yeah, yeah. Or, so... I mean, a break for a moment. Yeah. So he uh, reportedly broke the Guinness Book of World Records for his age group. He uh, turned seventy one and did this on his birthday. I love the celebration. Good for him. He went out and painted a mural. Yeah, oh my God! Oh, wait, oh, no. he needs to go Get to the hospital. Oh, that's right. right. He has the bobs. In sports this morning. <laughs> <laughs> The Villanova Wildcats held off the 11th seeded St. Mary's 61 yeah. to 57 last night in Hartford in the first round. In the first round of the NCAA tournament, Phil Booth scored 20 points. Fellow senior Eric Pascal added 14, and sophomore Jermaine Samuels added 12 points for the Wildcats, who led for almost 33 minutes in most of the second half, but never by more than eight points. Villanova will play the number three seed Purdue in the second round tomorrow night. Everybody you know, talks about their brackets and everything, and uh, you know, this time of the year, and my, my mom's final two is now done because St. Mary's lost last night. My mom will literally sit and watch college basketball like for weeks leading up to the March Madness tournament. Only to put the Catholic schools in, in, in you know, to, she picks to win them it to all. Win every single one. Every I mean, why time. are you even doing research if you're just going to have St. Mary's against Gonzaga? Like, yeah. that's cute. <laughs> Carter Hart made 40 saves, and James Van Riemsdyk snapped a tie in the third period, helping the Flyers beat the Blackhawks 3-1 last nice. night in Chicago. 
Corbin Knight also scored as the Flyers picked up a, a sorely needed win after losing three of four. With eight games remaining, the Flyers move within five points of the second wild card in the Eastern Conference. They host the New York Islanders tomorrow afternoon, and the puck drops at one o'clock. The Sixers, who have won six straight games and are in third place in the Eastern Conference, are off until tomorrow night when they'll travel to Atlanta to play the Hawks. Tip off tomorrow night is at seven thirty, and the Eagles are nearing a one-year deal to bring back defensive end Vince Curry. The thirty-year-old played six years uh, with the Eagles before joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last offseason. Curry made it just one year into his three-year $23 million contract before he was cut by the Bucks. The move saved them $8 million in 2019 cap space, and because Curry was cut, he won't affect the Eagles' compensatory pick formula. Curry grew up uh, as an Eagles fan <laughs> and was taken by the Eagles in the second round of the 2012 NFL Draft, and that's what I have for you this morning. Alright, thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, day one is through, and it is time for day two. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush I had the results of yesterday's matchups. Five of them are in the books now. We move on to the next round, but let me tell you who won what yesterday. Yes, I, I, I'm very curious to find this out. So we had uh, Sir Strumming against Bill Weston's Two-Face, the champion in that one. Sir Strumming by okay. 79% of the voting. Uh, b- winning in the Caitlyn Jenner's Dinner Party versus me, making up the number Faye. Our winner, of course, Caitlyn Jenner. Ah. 77%. Regis wants to bang your fillings out versus Lindsay Lohan's chicken finger party. That one was pretty close. The 60, 66% of the vote went to Regis, so he moves on to the next round. In the Wigapalooza against FDR's knock-knock jokes, it was pretty decisive. 73% of the vote went to Wigapalooza. Wow. And they move on. And... Our first upset of the tourney. Really? Kathy's sexy traffic voice, which was seated at number six, was beaten by Tussie Bibbs. Tussie Bibbs! Which was seated number 11, and it took 59% of the vote. So they move on to the next round. Now, we won't know their matchups until a little bit later on. We have a new set, and we're going to highlight a different matchup each hour. You can vote for them at WMMR.com. It's Daily Rush Madness. And our first matchup this morning will be Rizzo versus the Anchorman, a love story (laughs) against Fifty Shades of Fred Thompson. Wow. Let's reminisce a moment, shall we? This is from the Rizzo clip. Here we go. I'll be with two of you at once and the other two can watch. (laughs) And then like tag team wrestling, you'll tag your hands and they'll come in. I'll start doing the other two. Eiffel Tower? Yeah, Eiffel Tower. (laughs) And then I'm going to put some saran wrap over your face. (laughs) You ever hear of a hot Carl? (laughs) Former Mayor Frank Rizzo being confronted by an anchorman, and uh, he had some words. And then the other clip is, uh, this was uh, Senator Fred Thompson. Yes. uh, And his kinky side. Uh, it's Fifty Shades of Fred Thompson. Here's a click, clip from that. What, like the kinky yeah. sex or something? Yeah. Have you ever held your testes up to a belt sander? <laughs> it's simultaneously painful and erotic. Try it. And while you're trying that, let me tell you about how the mortgage industry is taking advantage of you. All right, so that was Senator Fred Thompson with it. And those are up for voting right now, That particular, those two videos. So you can go to WMMR.com. And, in fact, all the matchups for the day are there. If you want to take a look at them ahead of time, you can vote on them as well. But I'm, we're going to roll them out per hour through the course of yeah. the morning show. The Rizzo-Thompson pairing is, is, a, is a good pairing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they're, they're, they're similar. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so, by the way, Rizzo was, let me see here. We don't have their seating number. Yeah, yeah we it was a four seed, uh, followed by 50 Shades of Fred Thompson as a 13 seed. So it's up to you, and yeah. uh, we're just having some fun with this. So let's find out what the number one champion will be at the end of this whole thing. So it is, um, it's uh, Daily Rush Madness. So we have that and a bunch of other things I want to move along quickly because it's already getting close to 630. Uh, comedian Roy Wood Jr. is stopping by today. He's performing at Punchline Philly, by the way. Punchline is sponsoring uh, Daily Rush Madness, and we thank them for that. And also we have uh, Tony Hinchcliffe who will be stopping by and also featured comic uh, Jeremiah Watkins. They'll be performing at Helium Comedy Club. We have Godshall's Turkey Bacon stopping by today. And we usually have lots of bacon to give away in conjunction with that. So that, and uh, I'll see what else we have in the prize closet and what we can give to you through the course of the morning. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. got a stack of entertainment stories I want to run by you. A lot of birthdays on this particular day. And we'll ask a stupid question do some giveaways, too. Word of the Week prize. Yep, we're giving away that trip to Los Angeles. We'll get you the details when we return. Spring has sprung. And that means MMRBQ 2019 is busting out all over. We celebrate this weekend with hourly blocks from all the artists in our jam-packed lineup. Shine down. Joan Jett. The Struts. Evanescence. And more. Hear your favorite songs, old and new, with chances to fill in the block and win tickets all weekend. Just 25 bucks puts you in the middle of the party on the lawn with the early bird special. WMMR.com for details. It's an MMRBQ weekend sponsored by Dodge Chrysler Jeep City.com. Shop online. Spring deals happening now. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, I have a stupid question for you this morning. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Dane Cook at the Met on Saturday, March 30th. Uh, Monument Valley, what an amazing place. It is. Uh, is located on an Indian reservation belonging to which tribe of Indians? Mm. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Monument Valley is located on an Indian reservation belonging to which tribe of Indians? Monument Valley is one of those places that lives up to its... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's Yeah, when you see it, it's yeah. like, okay, I get yep, it. Yep, yep, they were right. All right, 215-263-WMMR. I have a whole lot of birthdays. Not a lot of time, so I'm going to try to to zip through some of these on uh, March 22nd. It's Reese Witherspoon's birthday today. Yes, uh, Reese is 43 years old today. Um, what is what is her newest project? She's uh, it's the second season they're working on of that uh, yeah. HBO series. And yeah. I can't remember. Steve. Big Lies. Little Lies. Yeah, she's always got something going on. She's yeah. a busy woman. You never got around to that, did you, Preston? Big Little Lies. No, it's awesome. Worth seeing. Yeah, it's it's yeah. up your alley too. Okay. Yeah, and and I'm t- at the point now where I'm like. Uh, a couple of seasons, and then I'll go watch the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. that's how I'm playing Game of Thrones now. So Matthew Modine also has his birthday today. Matthew is 60. Speaking of series, uh, the the full trailer for Stranger Things came out the other day, and of course he's made a comeback in that. He had a, a comic. Yeah, that's yeah. him. Yeah, that's him in uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yep. But he had what, Steve? Uh, no, that was it. Oh, okay, that was his comic. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, he's 60. So a big one for him today. Uh, Bill Shatner. William the Great, 88 years old. Today. 88 years old. And, man, he is very sharp, very vital, yeah. and uh, and actually very funny. I like his. Uh, I like when he gets on a self-deprecation kick. Yep. Because he's, he's, he, he has a really legitimately good sense of humor. Yep. So uh, 88 for him today. Happy birthday to William Shatner. Uh, also uh, celebrating a birthday is Bob Costas. We were just talking about him not long yes, ago. Yes, he of the pink eye. 
<laughs> yeah, when he was doing the Olympics, that's right. The, the most depressing thing I ever saw was his inflamed eyes. But he is the most famous graduate of the high school I went to, son of a bitch. And he is considering doing another talk show along the lines of later that he used to do way back when, which you and I were big fans of. Huge fans. Very well uh, researched and uh, a great interviewer. He's 67 today. Uh, Wolf Blitzer of CNN is 71 years old today. He's been around forever. Uh, Pat Robertson, the televangelist. Wow. 700 Club, founder of the Christian Coalition. And it says here in its in his credits, known for bizarre proclamations. <laughs> he, he has made oh, a few. Is that right? Yeah. He was forever on the TV in my house every day. You, your I, mom was a watcher? Every day when I got home from school or whatever, she was always watching. Wasn't the deal, you know, if, or was it all Roberts? If, if we don't raise uh, $50 million by March, uh, the Lord's going to call me home to heaven. <laughs> oh, I do. They're going to yeah, kill that, me? That, that was basically the deal. That, that, God, and you're holding people hostage. Yeah, yeah. We used to joke that the 700 Club was named that because it cost $700 to join the club. <laughs> you know what, though? I don't think my mom ever donated. She always would say, I'll donate to the church when we go to the church. But she was she would watch his... It's just you know, riveting TV and... to watch him sit there. Oh, riveting. my God. Like, so boring. And oh that my voice. God. You and... know, we got a call from our uh, one of our pastors in uh, Philadelphia. And apparently when they get sick there, they paint murals. <laughs> Sharing the stories. He's 89. Uh, James Patterson, author, uh, wrote Kiss the Girls and Along Came a Spider, to name a few. Did you read, read any of his stuff? No. Uh-uh. He was, uh, 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 they made a couple movies out of the uh, yep. the books. They, they were good. Yeah, Wasn't yeah. there a character named Preston Elliott in one of the James Patterson books? In there? one of his books, yeah. yeah. People had uh, emailed me quite a bit about yeah. that, and I forgot which title it it's was. It's called The Greatest On-Air Personality <laughs> Ever. You remember. Yeah. I wasn't going to say it, but thank you, Steve. <laughs> He's 72. Uh, Andrew Lloyd, Lloyd Webber, the great musical composer. I'm a sucker. I know some real theater snobs dismiss Andrew Lloyd Webber. Really? Some do because they feel... Listen, he's so successful that's going to happen. Can you name a few? I don't, I don't have anything. There's no list here. Uh, uh, Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Uh, uh, was fair he, enough. Was he Cats? He wasn't Cats, was he? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I think he was uh, Shih Tzu's. Shih Tzu's. Uh, that was an off-Broadway production. <laughs> <laughs> A, a ton of them, Preston. So many, I can't even remember them. That's how many I can't remember Jesus a single Christ, one. Superstar. There you go, Nick. Oh, Thank you. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Vita. Any yeah. dream will do from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor. Yeah. Dreamcoat. Uh, memory, memory from Cats. Yeah. There yeah. you go. So, oh, you just those listen, songs. you can't deny the success. Uh, whether, you know, uh, Broadway snobs or not, doesn't matter. When I saw uh, Phantom of the Opera on Broadway, it was a matinee performance, like on a Saturday or whatever. You know, uh, after the show wrapped up, I swear to God, I'm, I'm leaving the theater. There was a line of women waiting to get into the bathroom to fix their makeup, weeping. It looked like they were going no to kidding. a gas chamber. No kidding. Wow. I'll never forget that image. Um, by the way, the Philadelphia, um, like the Merriam Theater, uh, Kimmel Center or whatever, yeah. the, the Broadway shows that are coming here this season Pretty are phenomenal, right? awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're going to buy a, a subscription or membership for That's this season idea. because they're, it's a, a lot of great shows they're coming. They're doing a production of the greatest on-air personality of all time. <laughs> yes. God, they better cast that correctly. <laughs> uh, so besides Hamilton, what else is uh, coming to town that you're um, off the top of your head? Off the top of my head. Um, Weird Al. Weird Al. <laughs> Uh, 
it's I'm book. fat, a uh, uh, love story. No, it's uh, Dear Evan Hansen is one, and yeah. I went and saw that with my family. Monster <laughs> truck. Marissa <laughs> is mouthing some things. What are you uh, What are you saying? Oh, I'm excited for Mean Girls. Yeah, yeah mean that's girls. right, yeah, Mean okay. Girls. Yeah. Right. And they're very competitive versions. Andrew Lloyd Webber is 71 today. Uh, Stephen Son- uh, Sondheim. Another great uh, Broadway yeah. person. I didn't um, know they shared uh, birthdays today. Um, so West Side Story. Uh, Sweeney Todd, send in the clowns. He wrote that, and that's from a little night music, I think. Um, he is eighty nine today. Uh, Keegan Michael Key, the actor and comedian, is uh, forty eight years old today. My With, uh, Jordan Peele, yeah, yeah. My son has uh, discovered uh, Key and Peele on YouTube now. There's Great stuff. So many videos, and the 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 football names is the one oh, that, yeah. that he so like. I'll just <laughs> uh, he'll just go far trail cluggins. <laughs> yep. Fuck. Yeah. I just, I love it. I love it. He it's loves a it. funny bit. He's 48, and then the last birthday I saw is Constance Wu. Thank you. Oh, yes. Fresh off the boat and Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, she's gorgeous. Did you see Crazy Rich Asians? I did not. Uh, it's re- Listen, they went a little too crazy about how wonderful it was. It is a really fun rom-com. Yeah, uh, I thought it was like... It was good. It was good. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't... Uh, oh, my God! <laughs> but it was an all Asian cast, so yes. that you know that was why they it stood out a little bit. Yeah, and it stood a, out. They... A pretty super hot cast too. Yeah, it was. So she's thirty seven today. Let's see if we can get an answer to this question. Monument Valley is located on an Indian reservation belonging to which tribe of Indians? Two one five two six three WMMR is the number, and we are going to go to Tina. Good morning, Tina. Good morning, uh, Tina. Do you know the tribe of Indians of which we speak? Is it the Navajo? The, the Navajo, yes. The Navajos. The Navajos, yeah, Navajo. By the way, I remember uh, real quick about Indian tribe names. Yeah. When uh, I was in middle school, there was a girl that had to do a book report, and it was videotaped. Uh, we all we all filmed our uh, reports, and then you had to watch them. Yeah. And for the entire report that she did, she referred to the Sioux as no. the Sioux. Preston, the same situation. <laughs> Really? A kid gave nobody had told show us. Show and tell. Psyox. This is a genuine Psyox arrowhead. <laughs> and who was saying this? Was this a, a girl? Yeah, yeah. No, it was a girl. It was a, a student. A student. Okay. Yeah. Who she had done a book report? It's the worst when it's when it's a teacher because yeah. I had an English teacher talking so, uh, about inalienable rights, and I was like. <laughs> I'm looking at her. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Yep. Like, you're my English teacher, and you're saying... In- uh, she might actually might have been saying unalable right. Unalable. I, like, I was like, you're wow. an idiot. All right, well, anyhow, I do have a lot of stories to get Let's to. Do. And I'm going to start with this. It's the countdown for the final season. The Game of Thrones continues. Amelia Clark, Daenerys Targaryen, has dropped a bombshell. Writing an essay in The New Yorker, she detailed her first aneurysm at 24 years old. Uh, She was working out with her trainer after Game of Thrones' first season wrapped, she said, uh, and she stated, I immediately felt as though an elastic band were squeezing my brain. I tried to ignore the pain and push through it, but I couldn't. I told my trainer I had to take a break, and somehow... Almost crawling, I made it to the locker room. I reached the toilet, sank to my knees, and proceeded to be violently, voluminously ill. Meanwhile, the pain, shooting, stabbing, constricting pain was getting worse. At some level, I knew what was happening. My brain was damaged. So they were talking about, uh, there was an article, I guess, in the Inquirer today or yesterday about how, um, you know, the the similarities and differences between that and a stroke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, so 
The thing is, an aneurysm is different, you know, than, than like a bursted aneurysm. Right. I'm actually living with an aneurysm right now. Did you guys know that? I did not know that. I, I had talked to you guys about this a little while back uh, where I had um, received a, a headache. That, and it's weird to hear her describe this. It, I, the only way I could describe it to Dr. Mike was like it felt like a halo was around my head. You okay. had this? Yeah. Is that yeah. why you wear sometimes wear the dark glasses? No, that oh. has nothing to okay. do with that. So, you know, he obviously sent me in for, you know, CAT scan, MRI. Huh. And as it turns out, I have an aneurysm. It's in my brain. It's it's really, really small, but I got to get it checked out once a year. Okay. No, yeah. I didn't know that. that What's the process by which they check it out? Uh, like MRI. Okay. Yeah, okay. so they'll check it out with an MRI. And it measures the size of it, I measures guess? measures the size of it. So, like, right now, it's like, I don't know, like one millimeter or something like that. But potentially, they have to do surgery if it potentially gets Potentially, if it gets bigger and bigger. Okay. Yeah. So, a woman came into her bathroom stall to help her. She was sent to the hospital where she was told she suffered a uh, subarachnoid hemorrhage, or an SAH, which means that there was bleeding in her brain, mm-hmm. which can cause permanent brain damage. And to heal her brain and save her life, she underwent three... Uh, a three-hour surgery to start with. Uh, she admitted the prospect of brain surgery at the age of 24 was daunting. She said, I was in the middle of my very busy life. I had no time for brain surgery. Uh, two weeks later, she said she couldn't even remember her own name. Oh, oh my gosh. She said, I'd never experienced fear like that, a sense of doom closing in. I could see my life ahead, and it wasn't worth living. I'm an actor. I need to remember my lines. And now I couldn't recall my name. In my worst moments, I wanted to pull the plug. I asked the medical staff to let me die. A week later, she said that uh, she could speak and recall basic facts, but was told that she had another aneurysm, quote, waiting to pop, Casey, like mm-hmm. you had said. After the third season of Game of Thrones wrapped, uh, she went through another surgery, which didn't work. A third surgery was required, and she said that the recovery was even more brutal for that one. Uh, had she ever even hinted at something like this? No, I've never heard this no. at all. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember, you know... See, and she had to, this all had to happen in between seasons because I don't remember her hair or anything like that. You know, right, obviously right. you have to shave your head, I would imagine, if they're going to do brain surgery. Uh, she recovered 100% with the only permanent damage being, quote, her taste in men, she said. <laughs> so she's got a sense of humor about it, but um, yeah, that's pretty serious. Um, so is she uh, completely out of the woods on this I now? Guess, I guess so. She's recovered 100%, it says. All right. So, well, that's uh, good. Yeah, that's uh, very, very um, scary news. In case yeah. it's. Freaks me out about you a little bit. I had no idea. So. Just a tad. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I remember a while ago you were talking about when we start the show and, um, you know, we do the screaming and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And you had, you said, I'm, I'm going to sit back on that. Was that when you found that out? Mm, you know, I don't recall. Okay. I don't re- uh, uh, Who am I? I don't even know yeah, who I am. there you go. Uh, yeah. No, no, I don't, I don't Randy recall Cox. that. No, but that one, you know, so uh, the weird thing, and maybe why I well, you know what? I don't need to share this. I'll tell you guys. It's okay. All right, don't cool. worry about Draw it. Draw pictures. <laughs> All right. There's more Game of Thrones. Uh, is uh, it's the season finale is less than a month away, and HBO has rolled out a new marketing campaign. Steve, you brought me up to speed on this. It's called For the Throne, in which cable powerhouse has hidden six Iron Thrones around the world for fans to find. Uh, the company also teamed up with American Red Cross for a blood drive campaign called Bleed for the Throne. In a Facebook post about the new marketing initiative, several actors from the show announced the hunt by saying the quest for the throne is on. And the first throne appears to be in a forest somewhere. They have a picture of it. It's so cool. I, I guess it's full size. I don't know. It, it is a full size throne, uh, as you would see on the show, the Bent Swords, correct? Yeah. And uh, so they they made uh, six of them? Uh, yes, yeah. correct. And uh, I guess they're going to roll them out one at a time. Along with the quest... And bleed sections of the new campaign. There's also a create one, which asked 18 artists to reimagine 18 props from the show. Meanwhile, HBO revealed the runtime and the air dates of all six 
uh, season episode, uh, all six season eight episodes, three of which are at at or over eighty minutes long. Wow! Uh, with a fourth that comes in just short of that, so roughly uh, feature length film uh, length. I'm sorry, did you just say this? But they they found somebody found the first one. No. Yeah, so they found the one in the forest. Where and, uh, it was. See if it indicates. I'm, I'm trying to find it. Because it could be anywhere in the world. They give you no clues to this. Oh, it was in a wooded site in England. Okay. Uh, and then the next one that people are looking for is uh, The Throne of the North. And it looks to me like it'd be someplace in Iceland where they do a lot of the filming. Yeah, it's it's a vast uh, <laughs> icy wasteland that they have a picture of that Nick just pulled up of the throne sitting there. So good luck with that one. <laughs> um, let me move on to some other stories. David Letterman uh, tells Ellen DeGeneres that he stayed too long on late on The Late Show. Uh, he said, and here's the exchange I had. Letterman said, here's the mistake I made. I stayed on television way too long. And Ellen says, that's not true. And he said, yes, it is true. And I'll tell you what happened. Turns out nobody had the guts to fire me. <laughs> he said, I should have left 10 years ago. Uh, he had heaped praise on Ellen's energy uh, for life and projects outside of her TV. He said, all I cared about was myself. And then the show was gone and I had to realize, oh, I've been looking through the wrong end of the telescope. There's more to life than, so tell me about your beaver. Your pet beaver. <laughs> not beaver. Pet beaver. And what did Ellen say about her beaver? Uh, she didn't say anything oh, about it. Oh, my God. Um, but he's saying that, you know, he basically just worked on the show, and that's all he did, as opposed to having some other endeavors. Yeah, he seemed, he, and I I think anyone who watched the show with any regularity knew that at the, the, the last cluster of years, he was completely disconnected. Yeah. Could care less. Uh, the one thing, again, I say, I'm sorry, Dave, lose that beard or ratchet it in a little bit. Uh, Letterman... Unless you're surrounded by elves making toys, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> Letterman can uh, be seen in Netflix's My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think I think he probably does it to hide his face a little bit. You but... think so? Maybe that's it. But okay. eventually, yeah, so he can maybe go out in public and not quite be recognized, but... The longer he has it, the more he will be known to have it, and yeah. then people will recognize him for having the beard, so he's going to have to meter that. Jenny McCarthy's short-lived stint on The View was anything but sweet in an excerpt from reporter uh, Raymond uh, Sedida's uh, upcoming book called Ladies Who Punch the Explosive Inside Story of The View. Uh, she described her 2013-14 to 14 time on the show as miserable. Uh, she reserved much of her... There's vitri- no nuance there. ...much of her vitriol for fellow panelists Barbara Walters and Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, McCarthy said that going in, she figured that she and the 63-year-old Goldberg would be pals. She said, I loved her in Ghost. <laughs> Why not? Well, that ought to do it, right? Yeah. I'm a fan. I thought that I was going to work with Whoopi, uh, <laughs> the Whoopi that uh, people thought they might know, fun and funny. <laughs> Uh, but she, had, she said it wasn't to be. Uh, she said that Goldberg would interrupt and talk over people. Uh, she said it broke my heart when Barbara would shuffle to Whoopi and say, can I moderate, please? And Whoopi would say no. Um, people don't understand, she said. Whoopi can knock over anyone in a debate. Her voice is strong, not only in meaning, but also in sound. And I was able to get uh, a point out in three words, like, I don't agree. And that's all I would be able to say. And I would be stepped on or interrupted. Uh, she continues by saying to me, Whoopi had an addiction to controlling people's thoughts, their words, the room, the table, you're feeling your mood. She had an addiction to controlling all of it and everybody. She's coming out with this information after Whoopi almost died? I, I guess. It was probably bad timing or maybe she tried to kill her. Do they have the tampon story there, Preston? <laughs> nope. Okay, so I was reading uh, more about this story. And uh, apparently during one of the uh, uh, taping sessions for The View, Barbara Walters in front of the audience 
chastised Jenny McCarthy because she found an unflushed tampon in the toilet. Oops. And so Jenny McCarthy put two and two together and figured because she was the youngest one on the cast. It was her. Naturally assumed that it was Jenny McCarthy. It's like, no, I didn't do that, but no. didn't say it. And so she took one for the team. But in front of the whole audience... You know, you know. Wait, on, like on TV too? While they're in commercial break, oh, okay. Flush that. And I mean, you know, can't you just go over and say, "Was, was that you?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't need to do or that. Hey, Jenny McCarthy, flush your tampon. You on the rag? Yeah. Or you, you bleeding? Don't, you don't say anything. You just flush it yourself. No. Mm. Yeah. All right. So anyhow, she says that uh, that it was uh, it was miserable. Her exact words. Kylie Jenner first burst onto the scene via Keeping Up with the Kardashians at age nine in 2007. <laughs> That's when she looked completely different. Flash forward, and she's a self-made billionaire and the mother of Stormy. And now that she's a mom, she tells the interview that she is going to leave her daughter's career up to her, unlike momager Chris, who notoriously has controlled and mastermind all the kids' careers from the get-go. Uh, she said, I'm going to wait until she's old enough to make that decision for herself. I wonder uh, with that with, with the momager thing... Um, Listen, Chris Jenner's helped facilitate them all becoming fabulously wealthy. But is there, at some level, a level of resentment there as well? Maybe. Yeah, you know, maybe because it does seem they were sort of border collied into yeah. whether they wanted to be on TV or not. They were, uh, but fans desperate to see Stormy need not fret. She stars in many of Kylie's most popular Instagram posts. <laughs> and I'm, I'm in many Instagram posts. Uh, she also <laughs> weighed in on rumors that she and boyfriend Travis Scott have uh, will have another baby soon. She said, "I do want more kids." Uh, but I do not have any plans in the near future to have children right now. Remember that outlandish birthday party she threw for the kid? Yes. Oh, my God. Some, a movie warehouse, yeah, an inflatable version. The doorway oh, the in, to get into the whole party was the kid's face. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Alec Baldwin tells people that he isn't sure he's ready to have another child. The 60-year-old shares four kids with his 35-year-old wife, Hilaria. Uh, the youngest being 10 months, he also has... Ireland, who is 23 with Kim Basinger, uh, while Hilaria is up for another, Baldwin says, "My kids, when my kids graduate from school, I'll be 85." How old is Hilaria? She's 35. Okay, and He's 60. So his daughter's 23. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw a video of him at the, again. It's it's it made the rounds uh, on social media. It was very cute. It was him with his kids at the table. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. It, it is kind of weird at 60, right, to be a to be a father, a father again um, for like yeah, an infant. Uh, maybe hang on and let Ireland have a baby and be grandpa. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. That Wouldn't that be, be adorable? That might be adorable. Yeah, uh, Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, was spotted taking a shot of some rum during her royal tour of the Caribbean with her husband Prince Charles. <laughs> it was uh, a local passion fruit rum. That's really yummy. Yeah. Uh, and she got into a knife fight at the bar. Well, <laughs> after after she drank it, she said, blimey, that packs a punch. And uh, she uh, downed the shot in Kingstown, the capital of St. Vincent, and the Grenadines. <laughs> the, Nick, that where ain't the... my labia roll up. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dear God, where are the Grenadines? Uh, Southern Caribbean, eastern side. All right, those are islands? Yes, it's the, it's an island nation. St. Vincent and the Grenadines are one country. <laughs> All right, is Grenada part of the Grenadines? No. Or, okay. no, cool. the is that where hand grenades come <laughs> from, Nick? <laughs> nope. I was thinking the liquor, Grenadine. That's where I initially... Uh, oh, I wonder if that's... I don't know if those are connected. Okay. I'll look. The, I knew the first two. I don't know that one. All right, while you're For looking... the lightning at... round. <laughs> <laughs> Grenades. I have a game called Lightning Round. That and I it know. all has to do, do with words really? that sound yeah. like grenade. Oh, do you? I, I thought you were joking. No, 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 no. I do, but um, we'll get to that another Does time. Does it involve actual use of lightning? No, it doesn't. And a, a Tesla coil? It just moves really fast. <laughs> so right, the so, uh, the right. drink grenadine comes from the French word grenade, Steve, ah, meaning, right. meaning pomegranate. 
which oh. is palm, apple, and granite uh, for seeds, blah, blah, blah. If I'm reading you correctly, in the early days of World War One, they threw pomegranates at each other? That's, yep. But that's probably where they came up with the name for it because of yeah. its shape, maybe? I would think so, yeah. And they, they explode. Yeah, learn stuff. Oh, and, and uh, pomegranates explode. I forgot about that. Yes. <laughs> deadly explode. They shoot the seeds all over the, the place. The whole deal shrapnel. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Duff's Beverly Hills home was targeted by an intruder, TMZ is reporting. Uh, she and... I'm on tour. <laughs> you're hitting all the spots. Yeah. Uh, she and Matthew Coma with Let's whom... Let's just say if you're going to be stalked, I'm the one you want doing it. With whom uh, she shares a baby girl. <laughs> We're at home when they noticed a strange man in the backyard. Hey! Uh, they, <laughs> I love your koi pond. They scared Is him away. Is this mesh on it to keep the birds from stealing him? They scared him away and called the police who discovered a window screen was missing from their home. Wow. I was always, uh, I, Hillary Duff, I always thought was uh, attractive. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, when she After she turned 18, uh, before that, I didn't yeah. care less. No, no, no. Uh, police are still investigating. Hey, the pilot plan for the Dark Tower series adaptation currently in the works at Amazon has cast two lead roles. This is promising. I well, will, I like this idea because that story is so voluminous that it needs a series to parse out. The, I have uh, yet to see the movie. The details. And I was actually, there was a part of me that was wondering if they were going to give this the full treatment. And you have gone on. This is one of the, for you, one of the seminal works. You just, you love it. Yep. And uh, it's such, to me, it has like a Dune-like yep. complexity to it. Exactly. And, Excuse me. Exactly. <laughs> he, you all kind of barely talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> no, but I. So I, I. And originally there was talks of Ron Howard doing an HBO series, a la Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. So um, maybe this will be it. You can. You don't have to worry about the movie. Okay. I, I enjoy the movie. People who are purists and love the books, uh, which I do, by the way, um, hated the movie because it wasn't the books. But. Um, you can skip it and and maybe give this a try. All right, and, but it's I think we're a ways off in this. But anyhow, sources say that uh, Jasper Pat, uh, Pakinen and Sam Strike, a couple of guys I'm not familiar with. Have well, that's both, good. Have been cast in the pilot. Uh, Strike will play Roland Deshane, also known as the Gunslinger, while Pakinen is believed to be playing the Man in Black, also known as Martin Broadcoke, uh, Broadcloak, and Randall Flag. So here's a picture of the two guys, Preston. What do uh... As, Physically, as, yeah, I think they could pull it up because right. this is this is the origin. This is the beginning when they're uh, when both of these characters are younger and so. featuring Khloe Kardashian as the bear. And, uh, <laughs> the series is said to tell the story of how Roland became became the gunslinger in his first encounter with the villain, uh, villainous man in black. I'm looking forward to this. Then uh, Strike, who's going to play Roland, was starred in the sci-fi series Night Flyers, based on George R. R. Martin's uh, novella. Uh, his other credits include Mindhunter, Timeless, and EastEnders, and uh, Pakinen. Uh, starred in Spike Lee's Black Klansman. Oh, and I'm not sure who he. Played. I'll have I, I watched that um, a couple weeks ago. He played a character, Steve, named Felix uh, Kendrickson. I'm not sure oh. who that was. And he was yeah. also in that Vikings show that was on. Uh, Correct on history. He also played Felix Henderson in the Vikings show. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, he's very versatile. What's your name again? Mm. Felix Henderson. Hey, this is a great story. Former President George W. Bush. Notched his first ever hole in one on. Whoa! I'm very happy for him. Where was he playing? Uh, He played at Trinity Forest Golf Club in Dallas, of course, in Texas, you know, his state. Uh, And he did it on the 12th green. And. (laughs) 
to commemorate the achievement uh, he had posted. Uh, with coaching from the Bush Center CEO Ken Hirsch and board members Mike Meesey and Bill Hickey, I scored my first hole-in-one at the home of our Warrior Open and the Byron Nelson. Uh, the 72-year-old wrote on the caption, Next golf goal, to live to 100 so I can shoot my age. Uh, depending on where he teed off from, the 12th hole at Trinity Forest measures anywhere between 138 and 250 yards. I don't think he made it from 250. Statistically, how many, um, uh, what's the percentage of golfers that in their golfing Career will get a hole in one. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. Uh, there, there are people who play their whole lives and never get it, mm-hmm. and they play regularly and are good golfers. I saw a video on YouTube one time, and I forgot who, which pro it was, but it was a touring pro. They gave him 500 golf balls <laughs> and maybe about 150 yards out. Right, he right, had a hole in one. He eventually got one. And I think he had to hit over 500 balls. Oh, in no order way. To wow. Yeah, it's, it's very, very difficult. My grand- a lot of luck involved. My grandfather hit one on his 70th birthday, and Steve, he did it at uh, Cedarburg Country Club. Where you're gonna ah, yeah. Where the, uh... Yeah, but it was, uh, he, I don't know if it was his first in his life, but it was the most memorable. I, 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 that has to be a, well, Damon down, downstairs. Yeah, oh, dude, that's he, right. At yeah. Hill, right? And, and he, uh, he hit a hole-in-one, he's... Uh, the, the greatest, the, the defining moment of his life. Pine Valley. Pine Valley. He did it at Pine Valley. The hell is Pine Hill? The oh. number one golf course in the world, by the way. And so. <laughs> Didn't your daughter do it on her first swing ever or something? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. At Walter's yeah, and, and, uh, and putt. 300 yards out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was about 50 yards out, though. Yeah. Oh, unreal. In the hole. Un- unbelievable. Good for her. Unbelievable. I don't like this. Uh, we got movies yeah. happening this week. Actually, only one film to speak of, but uh, this is definitely a good one. So, just to bring you up to speed, what to expect at the multiplex this weekend. Uh, the one film I have to tell you about is Us. Yes. Horror film directed by Jordan Peele. Uh, stars uh, Nupia Nyong'o and Winston Duke, Elizabeth Moss, Tim Hedeker, and others uh, about a family that fights for survival after four strangers appear who happen to look exactly like them. Rated R, um, hour and 56 minutes long, so it's a long movie. A lot of disturbing imagery just in the trailer, yeah. um, but uh, man, everyone's saying he's done it again. Uh, Rotten Tomato score, 98% on Ooh. this one. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. <laughs> Uh, he is, and it it really looks very Twilight Zoney. So think of the 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 his directorial chops are really really solid for a guy who's just fairly new. I mean, he's done he's directed the skits and stuff for yep. television, yep. but creating a horror vibe the way he does so subtly, yep. he just took to it completely. All right, so with the Twilight Zone that he's doing on the that CBS app, yeah. uh, you know, how hands-on is he there? He is uh, producing. He is the Rod Serling. Okay. And he is also, uh, he'll direct a couple episodes and write them, but it, it's as the original was, an anthology. I'm curious as to if they will have any new stories because some of the clips I've seen, Steve, are definitely old Twilight Zones Remakes? that I've seen before. Okay. I saw, I saw clips and I'm like, okay, I know exactly which one that one is. You know, at this point, though, with Twilight Zone, uh, hey, those ha- stories are so great, so great. It'd be you'd be hard. It's hard. It's like it's like when someone writes a song, and oh, that sort of sounds like yeah. You know, it, it's not to say that they're ripping them off, but a lot of the great ideas, 
And they usually end up being riffs on those foundational ideas you see in Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. And they made a lot of those, I mean, Chucky uh, Chucky came right from the Twilight Zone, you know, Talkie Tina. Yep, yep. Oh. All right, uh, we're ready for clips. So, Us. We were just talking about it. Psychological horror film follows families. Their vacation goes wrong when they are confronted by a group of strangers who look exactly like them. And in this clip, uh, Nupita... Lupita, Lupita uh, talks about uh, what viewers can expect from Jordan Peele compared to Get Out. I think he's primed an audience to expect challenge, you know, a cinematic challenge. And so Us is that. It's got it's it's about something totally different. But he stays true to this aesthetic of his, this style of his of layering a film with uh, all sorts of thematic uh, relevances and and discourse, and Us has that. Uh, us <laughs> debuts tonight in theaters. Here's the next clip. The OA, an original Netflix series, follows a young woman who resurfaces, cured of her blindness, seven years after she went missing. Huh. In this clip, Jason Isaacs talks about the uniqueness of the show. Because it's made by these indie filmmakers who have never made television before, it's completely original. And the success of the first season, instead of, like most people, doubling down and regurgitating, they've taken that as a cue to really let their imaginations go absolutely bonkers. Velociraptor. <laughs> um, season two is now streaming on Netflix. I didn't watch that because of you, Casey. Yeah, so... You were not happy with the, it? The, well, the creators we've had in studio, Britt Marling, I think is her name. Yeah, she's really um, good. It was a an interesting story that... Stunk? <laughs> well, no, it the ended. story was fine. The ending was so dumb. It was a letdown? Dumb. It uh. was so stupid. <laughs> dumb. Dear creators of series, <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was like... Insulting, would you say? It was like the kid at the end of Free Willy yelling, Sanana, Ayuna, Aces, and then all of a sudden the freaking thing can fly over a jetty. Like, that kind of dumb. So there's a killer whale at the end of this? There's not a killer whale, but, like, it's really... Yes, it was, Kathy. It's so good. And he touched his belly. Come on. He did touch his belly. But you don't think that happens all the time? I don't think that happens all the time. Because... All right. So, so hang on. So, so essentially, to sum this up, basically, at the end of it, it killer whales can't fly. You have you have kind of a come on it's a, thing like that. Yeah. Okay. I there are times when you invest uh, yeah, your, your, your time in a series, and I, I the the reaction sometimes I have is I'm insulted. Yeah. That that's how you got out of that series. Like yeah. the free willy thing, Kathy. That, that, the killer here, whale. Right? Here is something come that, on. that is like that somewhat realistic, and then the final scene, it's like, oh, and by the way, in this universe, magic exists. You know. Like, there was never any magic. We didn't being... know that for an hour and a half for an until hour and just half. now. We're like, all of a sudden, oh, and by the he's way. He's a magical killer. He's whale. a wizard. This kid is a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> all right, anyhow. <laughs> Casey's take on the OA and. Uh, is a killer whale. Season it, two. It has nothing to do with killer whales. Now streaming on Netflix. All right, there you go. That's what I'll I have for you. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, we, we mentioned the first matchup in uh, this morning's uh, President Steve Daily Rush Madness. It's Rizzo, the Anchorman, a love story. Uh, Rizzo versus the Anchorman love story against Fifty Shades of Fred Thompson. Voting is now enabled uh, for Daily Rush Madness. We're going to take a break. When I come back, I'm going to tell you about some of the other matchups. The next matchup, we're highlighting one each hour, five all together for the day. And uh, I'll remind you of the winners from yesterday as we continue to find out uh, your favorite Daily Rush video. We're going to be back in just a second. Number of guests on the program. Tell you about that when we return. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. All right, we need to do this. Inside for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness. 
All right, yesterday's winners included uh, Sir Strumming beating Bill Weston's Two-Face, Caitlyn Jenner's Dinner Party beating uh, me making up the number Faye, Regis Wants to Bang Your Fillings Out beat Lindsay Lohan's Chicken Finger Party, Wigapalooza was the victor over FDR's Knock Knock Jokes, and one of our first upsets, uh, Preston almost named his daughter Tussie Bips beats Kathy's Sexy Traffic Voice. Our matchups today include one we played from earlier, Rizzo versus the Anchorman against Fifty Shades of Fred Thompson. And now, this hour, we're spotlighting Regis Gets Tough against Don't Wake Chloe. And to remind you real quick what those videos were about, we have a short clip from each. This is Regis getting tough. Now he's just not being nice. It's not fair. You shut up, too. (laughs) (laughs) And I introduce you to my five lawyers. They're right on my right head. (laughs) Smack the hell out of me. Bring them right across your face. (laughs) Slap you Not you, Kathy. You haven't agitated me as much as Kelly. Let's just say you're on thin ice. (laughs) All right, so Regis getting tough. And Second appearance for Regis. And that is correct. Yeah. There's going to be a couple of characters yeah. that pop up a few times. And uh, don't wait, Chloe is the other one. Here's a clip from that. Poker with a stick. <laughs> no, don't poker with a stick. No, stop. That's <laughs> 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 uh, Chloe Kardashian oh hibernating. All right, so the videos are battling your voting. Uh, easy to do. WMMR.com. You'll see the link as soon as you uh, go on there, and you can click on which video you want to win and what will move on to the next uh, round. It's going to be a little confusing at first because we have so many videos to start with, and the matchups will start to narrow down in the brackets, and uh, we'll keep it up to speed as to who wins what. But you can see all the matchups now if you want to, but we're going to go through these as the morning plays out. So it is uh, Daily Rush Madness. Brought to you by our friends at Punchline Philly. And by the way, we have some new Daily Rush videos up. Uh, We have uh, Caitlin's Shakespearean testicles. Uh, And it says a testicle by any other name would smell as sweet. So that is available. And we also have a bonus video which is the Cardboard Classic 2019 behind the scenes. Oh, I saw them putting this together. It's really a lot of fun. And it's an up-close and personal look at some of the larger sleds as well as interviews with some of the sled creators. So that is available now. Like I said, sponsored by Punchline, uh, Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. You can go to PrestonSteve.com to view the new videos, which is uh, awesome. Uh, got y'all's turkey bacon arriving shortly. Do some giveaways with those guys. We thank them for being here. Makes it easy and healthy to eat lighter. Get recipes at godshalls.com. Um, and real quick, I wanted to mention another thing that's going on, and it's in conjunction with a stat that I saw this morning. Uh, I read this according to the Washington Post and a general social survey. It says that many young people in the United States don't have a romantic partner. Did you know that U.S. citizens between 18 and 34, 51% don't have a, ran, uh, a romantic partner. Really? So that is why we, we another reason to have a Preston to see painfully single mixer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now more than ever. Uh, so what we are going to do is have you sign up for this online. You can go to the contest page at WMMR.com. Our next painfully single mixer, mixer is going to be Thursday, April 4th at the Great American Pub in Conchi. And it is going to be from 6 to 9 p.m. and is presented by Miller Lite. If you're new to the show, these are an event. These are events that we have from time to time throughout the year where we just get like-minded Preston and Steve fans together. You already have that in common. When you meet, you can talk about the show, break the ice that way. And we're good, by the way. We're good about facilitating these uh, these hookups. We yeah. have games that are icebreakers. 
And uh, it's usually a lot of fun. And so just uh, sign up and see if you can make it in. It's brought to you by Light Beer from Miller. Everything you've always wanted in beer and more taste and less carbs, which is cool. So I mean, that's get one, on that now. One of the things I like about that event is, you know, when I go around and I, and I talk to, to people in the room, I say, hey, what are you looking for? What, you know, what are you into? Yeah. And then when I find that out, I go, you know what? Fisting. Fisting. <laughs> No, just no, look, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, what, what, what's I your to? I think I might have seen somebody who, who you might be into, and then I point them out from across the room. Like, do you want me to introduce yes. you guys? Yeah, yeah. and, when, and we've had many successes, many marriages, many kids. The yeah. whole damn deal. Yeah, it's gone the distance. Oh yeah, most definitely. So the next one is coming up. That's on April fourth. Go to contest page at wmmr.com to uh, sign up. Marissa sent this to me yesterday. I got loads of people that uh, emailed me about this. Uh, of course, you know, we regularly feature throughout the Bizarre File a character known as Florida Man. And Florida Man, Florida Man. There are so many amazing stories about uh, people in Florida specifically. It, and it leads with, and the reason Florida Man came up that way is because news stories most recently, or most usually start with a Florida Man dot, dot, dot. And yes. then it goes into the story. And we've long pointed out that for us, whereas Germany seems to be the nexus of all the bizarre stories in Europe, uh, that uh, Florida is our Germany. Oh, yeah. And it is, it's eclipsed Germany in, in bizarre stories by now. But uh, so what you do is you go on uh, Google, Marissa, is that where you did this? And you type in Florida Man and your birthday, or vice versa, your birthday and then Florida Man, the date. It. And it will pull up a story from your date of birth about a Florida man. <laughs> and it, you have to put in the year, just the date. Yeah. And uh, so Marissa went and she put all of our birthdays in. Excellent. Uh, so you want me to tell yeah, you what please. happened? Uh, so for me, January 25th, and I'll just read you the headline. Right. The headline is, Mop-Wearing Florida Man Looking for Eggs Terrified Entire Family. <laughs> <laughs> so that was for my birthday. Uh, Steve, June 12th, is Florida Man Charged in Naked Rake Attack. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I remember that. Some of these I vividly remember from the yes, Bizarre File. you definitely report on them. Uh, Casey, no surprise here. Yep. Casey's is July 4th, and the Florida Man headline is, Florida Man Loses Fingers, Eyebrows, in Fireworks Fail. Uh, Kathy, August 25th. This is my favorite one. And I remember this story. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Florida man wearing a headband, pink socks, sneakers, and a thong weaves through I-95 Miami rush hour (laughs) traffic on a bicycle because Florida. Yes. Uh, Nick, July 20th. Uh, hero wait, and I remember this one. Hero waitress body slams Florida man who touched her buttocks. (laughs) Remember, she wasn't having it. She oh, she was not. Great video of that. Yeah, that's almost a Florida woman story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you have Marissa, August 21st, says, oh, this is great. Naked, one-legged Florida man dies after tossing rocks at windows. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on in that headline. And then uh, Nick Murphy, uh, January 28th, a Florida man found a grenade while fishing and then took the explosive to Taco Bell. <laughs> Which is what you do it's just what when you, you do. want to have something checked that's of an explosive nature. And I definitely remember that one. Well, I don't want uh, Chuck D'Amico to feel left out. All right. So we can, uh, can we look up uh, uh, December 21st? Nick, Pop do you, mind, do you yeah. mind doing that? So December 21st is uh, Chuck D'Amico's birthday. So <clears throat> you just put in Florida Man, December 21st. It was beautiful, Casey. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. The, and now it's just bring up Florida Man Challenge. All right, here we go. Uh, Florida man let it all hang out at a strip club, dancer says. He wasn't part of the act. 
So there was a guy who whipped out his junk at, a, good. at a strip club. Could be that's better. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, but one arm, one-legged guy doing stuff, that's much better. Yeah, thanks a lot, Chuck. Yep, exactly. Hang on, Marissa. Uh, I have Florida man high on ecstasy ends up stranded in the middle of a lake. That's better. I like that better. better. We're going, going in the right direction. Yeah. If, if you can throw in some incest, I think we're we're picking up steam. <laughs> it's yeah, so funny. On. This trend became so popular that it's kind of ruined yes. all the Google results. Yeah, yeah. really. So every time you Google it, it's just a story about Googling it. Oh, so yeah, So we'll yeah, do yeah, a little yeah. digging. I'll find something soon. Okay. Look up here. To bypass that, look up Messy Beaver. Okay. And see okay. what comes up. And uh, see if anything about Florida yeah. comes up I in think there? my guess is yes. Messy Beaver. And then click on Images. <laughs> <laughs> Blue especially, Waffle. Especially if you're on oh, Bing. <laughs> Blue Waffle. Bing will bring up the most outrageous photos you've ever I seen. I think you and I are big prophets of the yep. search powers of Bing when it comes to things you probably you probably shouldn't be looking at. Here's yep. a teacher in O&J uh, named Allison Beaver. Oh, well, uh, And she's an art teacher, so she says, please excuse our mess. We're making Are you serious? Yourself. That really came up? Yeah, wow. I googled it. Yeah, so please ex- excuse our masterpieces. What's happening to the internet where something innocuous <laughs> and decent comes up quickly? But they're making masterpieces at O&J, so nice Good. job, okay, Mrs. So, Beaver. So I was thinking about uh, personal trainers the other day, and I, uh, I looked up someone who I know who happens to be one, and it's a woman. Uh, and I pulled up her name, and just for fun, I clicked on images yeah. and see if there were, they had any pictures of her online, and there was just one. Yeah. And then I decided to scroll down to the other photos. I went down about two pages, and sure enough, there's hardcore pornography. Really? No. And it, it had nothing to do with this person's name who I looked really? up. Really? I am aghast. At all. And it's just <sighs> bizarre how it comes up when you... When you are searching, do me a favor. Send me the link. Anything. I will. Yeah, I know you because I need it. to see this atrocity. So try out the Florida man thing today and uh, see see what uh, the results are that come up. Um, I did notice a few. Wow. Things. I and I read the ladies reason. and gentlemen. Yeah, it's the Friday noticer. I already did uh, junk tour the other day. So and that, uh, honestly, that's getting boring. <laughs> the noticer's live and vital. He looks and sees what you don't have time to see. All right, so here's a story from South Korea. Police announced Wednesday they arrested two people for using webcams to spy on approximately 1,600 hotel guests. Listen to this, Cassie. Ten different cities. Okay. All right. The suspects who were not named are accused of live streaming guests in nearly four dozen rooms. At least 30 hotels over the last six months. Clearwater, Florida. Uh, beginning of November last year. No, this is in South Korea. So, so, and I was, when this story came up, I wonder how many people, I know for a fact, people I've talked to are very cautious and very suspicious when they check into hotel rooms. They actually give it the once over to okay. see if they're under surveillance. Wow. My line of thinking is, you want to see this mess? Have at it. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but for many people, in fact, there's a device that keeps on popping up on Instagram that is a uh, – you walk around the room, and it'll detect cameras. For yeah. as neurotic as I am, that's not even something not, I think about. Not a about. thing that bothers you, really? Nope. Okay. Yeah, the, the likelihood is slim yeah. to none. But by the way, so they, they spied on guests, and I didn't know they had them this size. They used a one-millimeter cameras. Yeah, that's like an IMAX camera when it comes to, you know, pervert tech. 
uh, hidden in TVs, hair dryers, and electric sockets. No bigger than the head of a small screw. Isn't that wild? So that's how they can is, hide them. Is this like uh, a creep or... Are I'm they... sure it's a, a, a scientist conducting a study. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what they were doing is they were streaming. They yeah. were streaming it to like paying customers. Yep, that's what they would do. Oh. So, so okay. people okay. would log okay. on to these these the site and watch. Uh, you know, people going about their business, whatever they were doing. Uh, the hotels affected were not named. Police said there was no evidence that they were involved in the scheme. The suspects are accused of setting up a website using an overseas server that attracted more than four thousand members, nearly a hundred of whom. Uh, paid $45 a month for on-demand video access. Listen to this, though. It says, all told, it brought in upwards of $6,000 before it was shut down earlier. There's nothing. That can't it's be nothing. right. No, I'm sure it's a lot more. Preston, yeah. uh, th- uh, you guys saw the movie that's sort of very purgish that takes place in an office? Yes. Yeah, what's, the, what's the, uh, the Bilko Project. The Bilko Project. Right. So at yeah. the end of it, when they find out who's behind it, it's basically a case where they're... They have these cameras, and they're broadcasting it to people who pay to watch it around the world. Yeah. Uh, if convicted of disturbing illegal or distributing, I'm sorry, illegal ver- uh, videos, the suspects are facing jail time and a penalty of about $27,000. So it's it's not that not bad, that really. Fine, Stop yeah. and think about it. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't know they had millimeter size cameras. Oh, That's yeah. pretty wild. Okay. Uh, so keep that in mind and look for that device that Steve had mentioned if you yeah. are paranoid of that type of thing. All right, other things I noticed. Let's remain international. Uh, the because... noticer stays international. Yeah. Hola. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, this is out of Ireland, so. Uh... Top of the morning to you. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> a significant proportion of the Irish public have never been tested for a sexually transmitted infection, an STI or STD or whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's according to new research from Medicine Direct, which shows 47% of Irish people have never gone for a sexual health checkup with their Seamus, this morning I took a whiz and an Irish potato came out. <laughs> <laughs> the study has been uh, put together to raise awareness about STIs and reduce the stigma attached to these conditions. Turns uh, out you can't recklessly sleep with the horrors. Uh, this group of people were surveyed as part of the research with just over half, 51%, stating that they are confident of recognizing the symptoms of an STI. Around one in five, 22%, admitted that they struggle to recognize STI symptoms, while uh, one in eight were not at all confident in discovering this kind of condition. More significantly, however, is the statistic that just two in five respondents felt that they practice self-safe sex. Self-sex, too. Self-sex. <laughs> I'm going to stroke the shillelagh a little bit. Around one in six Irish people would also never discuss their sexual past with a partner while worryingly two and three, 66 percent that they would they would not immediately consult a doctor about a sexual health concern. In this day and age, Preston, if you were single at this point in life and I I, I live in fear, you know, the, the, the notion of being single, I couldn't handle it. Thank God I'm married and happily married. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, <laughs> Would you be? Would you have that? Would you? Would you be uh, live on the edge and not use protection and no, not I'd use protection? Yeah, sure. and, and and ask a little bit of a basic history and just a little bit. I, I don't know how you negotiate that. Do you guys ever go get a, an AIDS test in your life? Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, and and I've been single at different points in my life, and I think it's just practical to go do that. Yep. Uh, no matter what your your sex practices are, because you don't know what the other person's like. Yep. And so. Um, I had a chance encounter at one point and, and figured it was probably a good idea to go get a test. I love your ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> it was in those days. I I got the HIV test, and it was back when you had to wait 
a while for the results to come in. Yeah. And uh, that you, was... I got a great deal, Preston. It. You sweated a bit. Yeah. 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 I was able to get a discount because I combined it with my driving test. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Seriously? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I can't believe you just said seriously. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's possible. You yeah. never know. Maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, 18% of respondents said that they would turn to Google uh, for advice. That's how you got into this mess. <laughs> and researching STI symptoms while 17% would uh, would consult. Do you know the symptoms? Obviously, and I, I, believe, I just always think of, of discharges and uh, painful urination. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, exploding sore, testicles. Well, a sore, a rash, um, you know, on your genitals. Yeah. Something like that. I think I, I think I have <laughs> It's uh, like in, the, in a RoboCop, Preston, when the guy gets into the uh, toxic liquid. Oh, my God. I think I have <laughs> Yeah, I think you got something, buddy. I think you have something. <laughs> that guy's a I think I have <laughs> His face is melting off. <laughs> Take a look uh, at my face. No, painful urination, things like that. Those, yeah. That's what you want to look for. Of the two, Al Capone, not Truman Capote, Al Capone uh, was driven insane from syphilis, syphilis, untreated syphilis. Correct, yes. Because yeah. it can eventually, if untreated, it yeah. it does more than just hurt your genital region. It can it can get up into your uh, in your your blood system. It's not just brain. for your pee-pee. No, yeah, no. Get no, all up not, in your business. Not just for your pee-pee. It gets up in your business. Uh, so anyhow, just keep that in mind. I have something to tell you. If you're going to Ireland, that, uh, that most people have never gotten. I have syphilis. Uh, I'm not And that. gonorrhea. Okay. And, and AIDS. <laughs> and this morning, I don't know why, but I painted a mural. I think I have the mum. I think I have Mumford and Sons. <laughs> By the way, this morning, Kathy accidentally said one of the symptoms was, uh, you paint a mural if you had mumps. <laughs> It was a slip of the tongue. <laughs> it was. All right, I have another story that I noticed. Uh, More from the noticer. Yeah, this is tech-oriented. Oh! Uh, Apple announced the second generation of its uh, wireless earbuds this week, the AirPods. Yeah. Uh, saying that the new version will include a wireless charging case, longer battery life, and hands-free access to the iPhone's digital assistant Siri. I mean, they, they are very inferior ear uh, earphones in a lot of different ways. They don't... Sound quality-wise... I think they suck yeah. um, compared to what I have now based on your recommendation, well, Steve. <laughs> you know I love you. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, it's the Jabras, which mm-hmm. are actually more in-bud, and they, right. they, so they, 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 they will stand tight and press. And actually, Casey had been on his bicycle riding, and he realized as he was going along that one of the ear pods, his Apple pods, fell out. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do a lot of hiking. When I looked for something, I the Jabbers, which are the elites for sports, they stay in very well. I could sit completely motionless still, and the uh, the the AirPods would fall out of my ear. I, I, uh, I'm going to admit this. Okay. I have something to tell you. Have, oh, no. Have, oh. Irregularly shaped you. Well, that's what I was going to say. I have, I have small ear holes. Oh, really? Wow. Tiny ear holes. All right, so the well, job is... Right. So I even went to an ear specialist, and they told me, yes, I have small ear holes. Wow. I have small ear hole syndrome. <laughs> yes, you have we, small... Is that really what they call no, it? No, no. <laughs> yeah, we both have each other. Thank you. I yeah. got you. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, S-E-H-S, uh, small ear hole syndrome. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, I, have this, I have small ear hole syndrome. Yeah. No, but... None, you do? What did you say? <laughs> They don't fit at all. And I have looked online for in-ear monitors that will fit smaller ear-hold people. 
and give, they don't make them. Give him your. Do you have your jobbers with you? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stick them in my ear. No, why not? He, Come on. He, they have a self decooting function. Well, wait a minute. You try do, it. You clean your ears. I clean them big meticulously. time. Meticulously. Right. So hand you know, it over. As a matter of fact, Preston, he has, I just clean mine. His ears are are often referred to as the Kathy's vagina of ears. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Preston. Let me let me clean these out a little bit for you. I can take these little nubbies off. What do you call these things? Uh, nubbies. Yeah, I'll take these nubbies off and I'll clean them out for you. All right. Just give me, you know, talk, talk right. amongst I, You don't want to give him syphilis. I did, however, my son got these and he loves them, are the bone induction. They're very good. Uh, and I have a pair of those and I haven't used them yet and I need to do that and that might be the cure to my problem. Give me a little but, alcohol. Give me a little alcohol in here. Sorry. Go ahead, Preston. But I <laughs> I don't know what that outburst was. <laughs> he wants clean earbuds for you. Um, this is the detail. My earbuds have syphilis. There you go. We need a laser level and some alcohol. Uh, but I, but I need, uh, I need to be able to find some that that fit better. It uh, is. I prefer over the ear. Uh, so do I. Uh, but, headphones, but, but for exercising and and activities and things like not that. Work. It's not. It's you, you. They get sweaty and you don't want that. The jobbers are really good. And there's there's similar brands. But I'll t- I'll tell you this. Um, my uh, my wife Claire has the same issue with those things not staying in her ears. And then they'll have the ones where well they they come with a pack of six or seven different sizes and none of them quite fit. It it is a uh, an annoying thing. So here's you're done. The thing. You ready? Yeah, I, I'm ready. Let's for, do if this. Ready. The thing is, like, so the the younger generation with uh, you their know, big old ears. One of the parents are getting them as gifts. Like the kids want the AirPods because they're cool looking. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a trendy thing. They and they, dangle. Mm-hmm. These feel like they're just barely. Oh wait, yep. that's the wrong. Well, no, so, this is a right. It says R on it. All right, so that little nub that goes that that, that faces down. Put it in for him. You had it in this, upside. Put down. it in slowly, down. Casey. Yeah. Put it in. Start with the Stop tip. Stop it. <laughs> Lick the end. Start Lick with the, the end. what? Put, start with the tip yeah. of the earbuds. Put, slide it in okay. to Preston slowly, Casey. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just turned on the music. Oh, you want me to turn the music on? No, you just did. Not on purpose. Well, it's playing. Hey, you get Return of the Mac there. So Preston. shake your head. Really shake it. I can't. I have my Put your head in the off. paint mixer. I have a headache. I don't want to do it. Oh, uh, yeah. What do you think? Uh, yeah, these are better. Yeah. Yeah, these are better. Because they lock over your little ear. What? Thingy. That's the thing that. Don't get too technical. The lobe. The, yeah. Not the lobe. The, uh, what is the, what is this, nub, this thing here? I don't know. <laughs> the barnacle. I don't know. The what barnacle. The, yeah, the, the barnacle. ear barnacle. <laughs> it's right next to the conflavin. Uh, Okay. Okay. All right, I may try that. But the these... noticer has his new earbud selection. <laughs> How much do those cost, Case? They're only like four or five hundred bucks. No, they're not. No, they're yeah. uh, one eighty nine. Um, Jesus, that's what AirPods but are going for. Dude. I know, I know. But they're for expensive. a fit, and honestly, and also you can. And I know you sweat. These are very water resistant. Yeah. Uh, the new Apple. Uh, the AirPods are going to include an H1 chip developed by Apple that will give the device an extra hour of talk time, it says. What's that mean? Faster connections to a device, hands-free access to Siri's voice control, and the wireless charging case. So with this, you can use both Siri and you can use Alexa as you're marching along. When you get a call, it'll it'll give you a n- couple of different options. And guess A lot what? of these things, though, they over functionality ties in the yeah they're two hundred dollars yeah. by the way and yeah and but you know what a lot of these earless i mean earless uh wireless earbuds <laughs> <laughs> well, they're earless too. Uh, they don't uh, come with ears. I have they, ears. they sell them earless uh but a lot oh my god <laughs> these wireless buds have the same functionality like i can do siri with these things yeah i'm telling you steve 
I've changed first, your life, haven't you I? You have. The first time I put these things in my ears and listened to music, I was like, oh, what the hell was I doing with those stupid things before? It was like really, really like high pitched, and you know, it was. You, you know, get it? You, you, listen, nothing's going to sound as good as over the over the ear, yeah. full blown speakers. Course. But I'm when not you're run. when you're hiking or doing whatever you're doing, or yeah. you're out and about, or just walking along, and it also lets sound through, so you don't get hit by a bus. You changed my life, Steve. Thank you, man. And I can never repay you. I love you. <laughs> he has something to tell you, <laughs> Casey. I have something to tell you. Yeah. I pleasured myself on your earbuds. Oh, dear God. I wanted to be in you in a way that <laughs> okay. I just couldn't be. You certainly succeeded in that. Well, I thank you because they don't fall out anymore. <laughs> They're sticking out. Oh, my They're God. spackled straight oh. into my ears. I hear the sound of love. Oh, my God. <laughs> and my earwax has never been shinier. They don't fall out anymore. Okie dokie. All right. Uh, Took a turn. <laughs> should I do one more? We cured syphilis, and we tended to people who are left with the question, I have no ears. How do I get earbuds? All right. I don't even know where to go now. Something uh, perhaps a little bit less um, All right, disgusting. A little more random? Yeah. Do you have a randomizer or I, no- I noticed this story. I uh, noticer. It's trendy for parents to give their kids unique names these days. One mom is raising some eyebrows. I don't think this is that bad. She named her daughter Disney. Aw. I think it's kind of, honestly, that's not bad. Her brother is Six Flags. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Jade uh, Jenez of Somerset, England, says that she argued with her husband over potential girl names, and the two decided to compromise uh, to name their baby girl Disney. I think Disney's fine. It has a sort of a lyrical sound to it, just because, obviously, it's so clearly associated with uh, the theme park and Walt Disney, but it's... Theme it, parks. It's, hey, honestly, it's a name. It is. Yeah. It is a name. You're right. It so. was Walt Disney. Yeah, people what, are, are you going to name the daughter Walt? People are getting last names as first names now all the time. Yeah. Um, I think there is a weird fine line between an adult being cute with Disney and a, and them being like a little creepy with If Disney. they end up looking like Mama June Shannon. <laughs> I <laughs> agree with you. Yeah. I do. Uh, the, My the, name the people is Disney. That, the people that wear all the the buttons and pins and everything, and when you're just, in Disney World and you yeah. see adults that don't have any kids, that yeah. are like and and are wearing all the stuff, uh huh, that it's a yeah. bit much. It's a great place, no question. Yes. It's awesome and it's kind of magical and most magical place on earth and fun and everything. But if yes, <laughs> if you're a full grown adult and that is the height, but listen, whatever floats. Hey, live and let live. Yeah. As long right. as you don't have syphilis, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyhow, there so- are a lot of people like that, though, Preston, who don't. And li- listen, uh, there are worse things to immerse yourself in, but it, it, it does look a little weird. All right. So when I was there on Saturday, uh, I have friends of mine that live in the Clearwater area and they are seasoned park members or whatever. Right. So they met me there and it's a married couple. They don't have any kids. And they had their matching Disney shirts on. Yeah. Uh, it was a uh, Han Solo, Princess Leia, um, Disney type of shirt or whatever. Right. And there, um, because I know him, he's he's on the safe side of the line. <laughs> yeah. But for anybody that doesn't know them, they're kind of like, yeah. they're straddling the line, if you will. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. And, and if it makes you happy and you're having fun there, I don't, you know, yeah. no, no sweat off my back. Absolutely. However, uh, there's a big world out there. And I, I, I would just suggest that. Explore things outside of Disney, like Dorney. Yeah, I don't know. Epcot Dorney. is the whole world. Six <laughs> Flags, and yeah, no, I mean, there's just there's so much to see, and uh, and you shouldn't just limit yourself to what Disney offers. Yeah, but, that's just my opinion. But people get caught up in that they love the movie so much, and you get totally. a, you get a little taste of it. I do. I, I have to admit that the last time that I was there, 
and we went into the area where uh, Rapunzel's, uh, you know, area and the, the you know, the uh, the hoof prints from Maximus are on the ground. I'm like, yeah. and there's, you know, there's frying pans hanging in the bathroom walls. I'm like, this is so good. It's I, like being in the movie. I just can't see getting so caught up in something that you buy, like, Stuff related to it and wear shirts based on it. Yeah, right. Shut That's up. Like, <laughs> kind of shirt you have on um, now? Oh, it's a James Bond shirt. Oh, right, I yeah. mean, the crazy thing is, is for all the Disney fanatics out there, I mean, they're all over the world. So you can do Disney Hawaii, Disney Caribbean, Disney cruises, and, and you know, honestly, Disney South Carolina. So here, here come the allegations that Disney is buying us off to say this is not the case. But yes, I mean these are these are um, mm-hmm. they're they're known for that. People who live in like Rodney, Rodney here was just the 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 engineer. Par excellence, he is the guy, he goes down, and all of the things, the trips he takes, they're awesome. Yeah. Disney to buy is way more fun as Universal Studios, I think. <laughs> That's what you've recommended that yeah. I go do. Wait, you, what? Yeah, yeah. Universal What's Studios. more fun? Universal. Oh, you think Universal oh is more fun than Disney? God, yes. Well, oh, your man. son, Calf, is probably still around the Disney age, yep. right? Yep. So, But he's going to graduate I out of that. Uni- yeah, I want to yeah. do Universal. I think he's, uh, I checked like the height requirements and everything. Like he's good to go for Universal. Oh. For, for most of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a go. real bummer when you have a kid that wants to ride a ride that's not tall enough for it. Like it, it This ride is not tall enough for your kid. Yeah. it's Or your kid's not tall enough for the ride. Oh, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's kind of heartbreaking, you know, and, and being a, a guy who is totally undersized growing up, you know, my heart goes out to anybody. But there's more than enough to accommodate. There's that little inchworm that moves around in a circle. <laughs> yeah. Teacup the rides. The they, go up and down. they go up and down. Yeah. The there's, there's the tram. <laughs> but, you know, the, the at Disney, they pay attention to every single detail. When we were waiting in line for the Avatar ride for yeah. three hours, like literally everything in that I mean, the the guardrails were all done up, and, and the trash did, cans were even. Did yeah. they come out and keep telling out. you the scores of the family members' game you were missing? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He misses cousin's baseball game. No, you're right. the The attention to detail is impressive mm-hmm. in both of those parks. Yep, it's real. They they have uh, they've earned their money. The people that the the designers and all that stuff they know what they're doing. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. All right. Anyhow, um, but they named their kid Disney. I thought it was. Uh, some people have an issue with it. I, I thought it was I, it's of, totally I, fine. I thought it was a pretty cool, unique name. The one thing we learned is you can't name your kid IKEA if you live in Sweden. Correct. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. Scroll back down to that, Nick. There's a, a news story. Is this new? Yeah. It says Deadpool will be the only Fox X Men character not to be rebooted by Disney. Was that because okay, Disney owns Marvel now? No, yeah. Disney, no, 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 Disney bought Fox this week, and that so that deal oh. went through. And not to be a downer, but Disney also laid off a ton of people that were Fox employees this week. Oh. Uh, so um, the status of the next Deadpool movie is is up in the air. No kidding, because it's just too risque. It's too uh, no, too edgy. By hook or crook, that Deadpool movie will be made. It'll it, be made. Oh, yeah. It is a monster at the box office. It is a franchise they are thrilled to have. It just might not be an official Disney movie. That's what they're saying. They're right. Like, yeah. But that's originally like somehow. Touchstone and all that stuff was invented to Dude. have a circuitous way to release questionable material. They both made seven hundred and eighty five million dollars or two Deadpool Yeah, we'll think we'll pass, yeah, right? Right. You know. <laughs> we don't right. like money. <laughs> Anyhow, these are things I noticed. Wanted to pass them along. The notice to Friday you. edition. Yep. Uh and we will highlight a new matchup in Daily Rush Madness when we get back. Right now the two that are going against each other is Regis Gets Tough versus Don't Wake Chloe. And you can go to WMMR.com and vote for your favorite Daily Rush video as we're doing Daily Rush Madness. We'll break. Come back in a second. We got beat file stories. And then uh, shortly after that, Roy Wood Jr. is going to be at Punchline Philly. 
uh, tonight and Saturday. We'll be stopping in this morning. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents an epic co-headline summer tour with Corn. Saturday, August 3rd at BB&T Pavilion with special guests under oath. Tickets on sale now. Ticketmaster.com. Corn and Allison Chains North American Tour. August 3rd at BB&T Pavilion. Presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness. We're going to highlight another matchup in the 8 o'clock hour. Which one of these videos do you think should be victorious? You can vote for them, and whoever wins this particular one moves on to the next round. By the way, the particular uh, region that we're in now is the Hey Bitches region. <laughs> and representing the two videos, the number eight seed, Freddy Krueger, town planner. This is one of Casey's favorites. Goes up against the number nine seed, so they're fairly evenly seated, uh, the last waterbed store. So let's play a clip from Freddy Krueger, town planner. To refresh your memory, here we go. Great schools in the area, bitch. And here's a nice cupboard for, you know, your little knickknacks, bitch. And this is an electric heat, bitch, so I just want to let you know, bitch. So that's uh, Freddy Krueger showing you around the new property. Sure, he's uh, into real estate. And that will go up against the very last waterbed store. Uh, I don't remember this one. This is oh, a, yeah, this this is a is clip good. from that. Here we go. That's when you call it. Yes, hello! Yes, hello! Yes, hello! What? That's oh, a pizza place. You got the wrong number. Uh, hey, yeah, let me... What am I saying? Yes, hello, can I have you? <laughs> yes, blue night. Yes, we have them. And we're open. So if you call the, the last waterbed store in the country, they answer the phone very, very quickly. There weren't a lot of requests for waterbeds. No. So you can vote for these two videos as well as the others right now, WMMR.com. You'll see right on the front there when you... Uh, go on to the website. It's called Daily Rush Madness, and you can see the five matchups for today and both for them, and uh, also find out who won the first round yesterday as we uh, try to find your favorite, okay? So get to that now, sponsored by Punchline Philly, by the way. All right, let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, we'll start with this scary story. A uh, bus driver in northern Italy abducted 51 children and their chaperones Wednesday, threatening them over a 40-minute ordeal before setting the vehicle on fire when he was stopped by a police blockade. The psycho uh, broke windows. The police, I'm sorry, broke windows in the back of the bus and got all the passengers to safety without any serious injury before the flames destroyed the vehicle. He was apprehended. Uh, and the driver had said that he was protesting migrant deaths in the Mediterranean. Uh, the driver threatened the passengers, telling them that, uh, quote, no one would survive today as he commandeered the bus carrying two middle school classes to a nearby gym about 25 uh, miles from Milan. Those police just jumped on it and got those kids. It was miraculous that they did. One of the students said the uh, driver took all their phones and ordered the chaperones to bind the students' hands with cable ties. Threatening to spill gas to set the bus ablaze, the chaperones only loosely bound several students' hands, not everyone's. One of the students described his terror in an interview. He said, we were all very afraid because the driver had emptied the gas canister on the floor of the bus. He tied us up and took all the telephones so that we could not call police. They did get a hold of the police. They set up a roadblock, 
and uh, they were able to get him out of there. He did light the vehicle on fire, but after the kids got out, yeah. and they managed to uh, save the day. Pretty messed up. Oof. All right, here's the story. Gene Simmons will love this one. Okay, so we've I'm seen all ears. We've seen dogs and wheelchairs, but what about a chicken? <laughs> it may seem odd. Extreme. The majestic chicken. Or even a bit funny to some, but a farm sanctuary said the story of how she got there points a bigger problem. Oliver and Friends Farm and Rescue Sanctuary, uh, Jenny Hayes, who works there, or Jeannie, I should say, said, we save a chicken and maybe people think that we're a little nuts, but that's okay. Are you, did you say Jenna Hayes runs this? Uh... Jeannie Hayes. Oh, sorry. Uh, and Hayes and her team are determined to save a bird named Colorado. And that's where Hayes said the Cornish hen was rescued from a defunct factory farm. Uh, she said there were, I think, maybe 13,000 chickens that needed to find a place to go. Uh, maybe Gene could step in and do a benefit. Absolutely. He loves chickens. Um, Thank you for attending tonight. There's a very special chicken I want to bring up on stage. Uh, the what chi- do you mean you ate him? <laughs> <laughs> the chicken's name is Colorado. Uh, he Oliver- kid Arizona last month. Oliver and friends took in 25 very sick chickens with the help of a Colorado animal sanctuary named Love and Arms. Uh, though it may be hard I to love believe. you, my little f- feathered friend. <laughs> Look at this. He eats falafels right out of my mouth. And whereas his beak is pointy, he makes sure to do it delicately as to not puncture my lips. Did you give him a little kiss at the end there? Yep. You're such a good little chicken. <laughs> <laughs> You know you're a raptor. You know you. You know though they mock you, you bear a lineage to the prehistoric realm. Velociraptor. You're, you're not too far removed from the Velociraptor. Mm. When the tables were turned, uh, though it may be hard to believe, Colorado and her friends are only a few months old. They're bred to be big. Uh, you're bred to be big. She said it's all about production. Look at the size of that chicken. So. The- so the faster they grow, the bigger they grow. Uh, Colorado's legs could no longer Very big. could no longer support. Are you getting turned on? His I am big, actually a little bit. <laughs> his big tongue comes out. Mm. Uh, Here's one robust-looking chicken. Hayes considered euthanasia. Uh, that is until her husband got on Google and saw. She chi- needs to go into the bathroom and whip out some secret sauce. And saw a chicken in a wheelchair and started building one. A chicken in a wheelchair. Yeah. So Hayes said. So ever since she got the wheelchair, her sparkle is back. And so now they focused on keeping it's all the goddamnedest thing you've <laughs> ever seen: a chicken in a jazzy scooter. Oh, <laughs> Picking out though. Chicken in a scooter, picking out dough. Uh, Granny, does your dog bite? No child, no. Uh, They're now focused on keeping the chickens at a healthy weight through exercise and diet, uh, low-fat feed, and fresh greens. All right, chickens, thank you for attending my spin class. (laughs) Chicken in the bread, picking out dough. Uh, he said, uh, we honestly believe here at Oliver and Friends that every animal deserves a chance to live, believe their, that, do you? To live their best life as a pain as pain-free as possible. In absolute pain. In, in complete and utter pain. <laughs> 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 All right, Gene Simmons, chicken fan. Uh, a North Carolina man uh, faces felony charges after officers found him with 216 Venus flytraps. Oh, <laughs> What's this about? Dude, wait till you hear the punishment they have for this guy. 216 Venus flytraps. Archie Lee Williams uh, is looking at 73 counts of felony taking of a Venus flytrap. That's Uh, an actual specific taking of a 
Venus flytrap. It's a felony. Wow. So the Venus flytrap is listed as a special concern and vulnerable plant on the North Carolina Protected Plant Species list. North Carolina Wildlife Officer John White said tips rolled in for a month before they were able to catch the suspect, adding that it is difficult to track suspects down when they travel from area to area. On Saturday, White learned that Venus flytraps are being poached at the Brunswick County game land and found Williams getting into his vehicle. He's being held in the county detention center under a, get this, $750,000 bond. Wow. For stealing plants. So, um... How how much do uh, you can? What's buy, the story with Venus? Venus you can flytraps. buy those things, right? Uh, yeah, but, we 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 used to have one. How by, naturally do they occur? Out I, in, don't, I have no idea. I mean, they seem to me to be fairly exotic, right? But, but we have one. Like last, Burpee doesn't have Venus flytrap seeds, do they? We had one last year, and we bought it from I think Kathy. I think we got it at Odds, you know, right around yeah. the corner from where I live, and. Uh, it's the big Venus flytrap sale. It's the goddamnedest thing you've ever it's seen. The goddamnedest. This thing eats actually eats flies. Yeah. So do they? Will Venus flytraps control a fly situation if you have it in the house? This no. thing didn't eat one. Not fly. one damn fly. No. 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 <laughs> but they will. I'm giving you one more day. If, they, if I don't see a freaking <laughs> fly in your mouth, I'm throwing you out in the garbage. All right, moving on. Chicken was better. A racing pigeon considered one of the best ever was sold at an auction for a record $1.4 million. Wow. I've been hanging with the wrong birds. Mm -hmm. You have. These are much more profitable. A million dollars. According to the PIPA.be, a pigeon racing website based in Belgium, uh, which (laughs) managed the auction. All the best pigeon racing websites come from Belgium. (laughs) The pigeon named Armando grabbed the record-breaking amount after a bidding war. My name is Armando. (laughs) And I love to fly, and they chose. <laughs> After a bidding war ensued between two Chinese buyers, on Sunday morning... It uh, was very great this morning to put on the jersey and finally start playing for your team. Uh, the auction for Armando reached roughly 603000 before jumping to the final $1.4 million mark in an hour. God. The previous record for a single pigeon was only $427,000. How, uh, well... There, there are a lot of people who are obviously heavily into this, as you can judge by the amount of money spent on it. But I, I thought that you know, I thought it had waned in popularity. I guess not. Armando is considered Belgium's best long-distance bird of all time. All right. He's been described as the Lewis Hamilton of pigeons. Yes, uh, many call me the Lewis Hamilton of pigeons. Uh, Lewis Hamilton was a Formula One race car driver. Oh, he, yeah. uh, he was a pigeon, a race, <laughs> a race driver, pigeon. Armando was part of a group of 178 pigeons, including seven of his offspring, sold at auction for approximately $2.7 million. Now for the final step, I shall poop on the contract. Wow. Now, this article says that uh, the Armando is the Lionel Messi of, of pigeons. Wow, man. There seems to be a, a conflict here. Well, one on... doesn't make sense because one is a racer yeah. and the other one is just a really good soccer player. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's good at the sport, but... Joel Vershoot is the seller of the pigeons. He spent... They're saying the James K. Polk of pigeons. <laughs> So short, yeah. <laughs> he spent uh, twelve hours a day working with a pigeon with uh, the pigeon since taking up the hobby. He said the this, Rasputin of pigeons. He said this is a. He's got a gigantic penis. <laughs> uh, this is a crowning glory of all those years in the pigeon sport. The icing on the cake. He said one point four million dollars for man pigeon. Imagine you get drunk and do that, and the you know Rochelle finds out. Yeah, I did something right. <laughs> I bought a pigeon for $1.4 million last night. All right, and there you go. That's what I got in uh, the Bizarre File for you this morning. I would like to give away some bacon. 
because oh. I can do that. And we got. Our friends at Godshalls, uh, who are providing food for all of our guests here this morning, have uh, stopped by. And I will give away two of these. We'll take caller 10 and 11. Uh, six <laughs> six packs of coupons, good for six full-size packages of Godshalls turkey bacon. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, Godshalls has 80% less fat than most pork bacon. It's gluten-free and never any MSG. So Great stuff. Let's get you on board with that. We're going to take a quick break. We will come back in just a moment, and uh, our guests begin to arrive. Uh, we'll have uh, Roy Wood Jr. in in just a moment. Stay with us. What are you doing here? The one thing we know how to do. MMR rocks. Rain and 50 degrees today. The perfect climate for our next guest. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to be punchline tonight and tomorrow. Welcome back, Roy Wood Jr. Yeah. If the punchline had a retractable roof, <laughs> I would ask them to open it for tonight. Right. Show. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you, we were talking about this, and, and you said uh, you said categorically. Like the the oppressive heat, don't like, and that you will never do yard work in your life ever. Ever. <laughs> it's and it's not an entitlement thing. It's just it's. I grew up in Alabama. That's what everyone needs to understand. You paid your dues. Alabama heat. Yeah. Only child. Oh. So who you think did all the yard <laughs> oh, work? No. Who you think did all yeah, the yeah. Who you did? Who you think raked the leaves? Paint. I painted the house at eleven. It's not right. It's not right. So I just, I don't do, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. not. If it's outdoors, I whatever I have to pay to get someone else. I've, I've been that kid dragging the lawnmower oh, down yeah. the sidewalk, going from door to door. $10 front yard, 15 front and back. And just heat stroke, heat exhaustion. I just, I won't. Do it. <laughs> and people try to put a spin on it. Like, well, it's, it's this kind of heat or that kind of heat. Southern heat, like that kind of heat, that will kill you. My girlfriend asked me one time, this was like two, three years ago. She said, do you mind if you can, can go out in the yard and then the, the sprinkler thing? I said, I can call somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I can call. Why can't you do it as a man? Yeah, my job as a man is to get it done. Don't you concern yourself with how it moves gets it done. Right. We're not together anymore. <laughs> Yeah. But you never had a heat stroke. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. Roy, when, the last time we had you here, I, I think I was mostly familiar with you because of the, your contributions on The Daily Show, which are great. But I've really um, grown to like you a lot as your, with your comedic chops and specifically the show This Is Not Happening on, on Comedy Oh, that's Central. a different it's piece, great. man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really well done. And it exposes so many p- uh, comedians to new audiences. And, and the way that you guys vibe with one another, it seems cool. Are, are they fun to shoot? Yeah, it's it's a it's a blast for the people who haven't seen it. It's ba- it, and this is true of anything you can watch on television or streaming. It is the only storytelling style yeah. comedy show where you have comedians telling true stories from their lives. So these are eight nine minute runs. This isn't the three four minutes that you do on Jimmy Fallon. This is right. like real deep deep stuff. And and. Weird, yeah, thought provoking, horrifying. Not not always hilarious. No, by the way. no, no, yeah. no. Like, Some of them are. I told a story. Um, I told a story most recently this season about the time that someone offered to pay me in cocaine. Right after a comedy show, um, <laughs> we had we had a woman come on and tell a story about the time she did meth and then found out that there's still meth in your urine. That doesn't metabolize the first time you do the meth, so she would drink her urine oh. to get a second high. God. Great story. <laughs> That's yeah. a great story. But I, because of the, the context of the show and the way, 
I think people think, and it's it's a brilliant concept because if I'm going to be on it, this is my chance to to just say this and get it out there. And a lot of times it's a part of their acts to begin with, but a lot of right. times you feel like, hey, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to tell this story in public. Yeah, and I think that's the beautiful thing about about that that show. You know, I told a long drawn out story about how when I used to work at Golden Corral, there was a guy that I was it was a customer I was really nice to who ultimately. Never spoke to me, never tipped me, nothing. I just always gave him good service. It's just one of those silent moments. Fast forward two years later, I get arrested. I'm in jail, and the night I'm in jail, a guy tries to beat my ass, and the same guy from Golden Corral is in the jail and goes, nah, he's cool. Really? Ah! Yeah. I was reading an interview with you, uh, New York Times. This is when you you yeah. you, you, you so you're working in a post office. Yeah, so I'm so, I'm a, I was a mail sorter in the campus post office. Right, and, and no one believes me when I say this. And please vouch for me on this. Yeah, no, I, I read that in 1997. When you got a credit card mailed to you, yeah. it was already activated. <laughs> In the envelope. No one believes me when I say that. I'm like, all this a sticker on the front and call and put in your last four of your... So- no. And, and you I, could always tell it was a credit card. Yes. You could always tell. If it was Wilmington, Delaware or Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina, baby, I'm yeah. taking that thing. And so, yeah, and so I got we got I got arrested. That actually was what got me into stand-up is because I got depressed and thought I was going to prison, ended up getting probation, been doing comedy ever since. I was and, 19. And I heard that you, in, this, in the article, not to go off on a bit of a tangent, but I thought it was fascinating. So you're going to do these comedy shows and you're thinking, I'm, gonna, I'm going to jail. I'm going to go to, they're going to put Dude. me away. I got arrested in November. My sentencing was in June. My own lawyer said, and I quote, tie up any loose affairs that you have. Court appointed. Because <laughs> any real lawyer is like, we're going to fight this. And you've got a chance. God is my witness, Roy. I'm not going to let them roll railroad you. Tie up any loose ends. Court appointed. I was like, hey, man, look, just... <laughs> You know, do what you need to do. Get rid of your clothes. <laughs> so, when, so when you hear he's, you're, you're not, you're not going to go to jail. They're going to, they're going to let you off. You know, uh, on on the charges. Um, it, it must have been. That's like winning the lottery, right? Yeah, hundred percent, it was. And, and it just turned it around. And it's weird how life works out because for those six months leading up to sentencing, I was also suspended from school. Yeah. So all I had was time on my hand to go do comedy. So essentially. The worst moment in my life became a one-year internship for stand-up comedy. It's a, big, it's a good lesson. And by the time I got back in school, I already had the infrastructure set up to make money on the road on the weekends. Yeah. So I was in college and doing road comedy at the same time up until graduation. That's wild. It's just weird how things I, it, line up. That, but also, it teaches, it's like something people sometimes people ask us, and, and you have a, a long uh, career in, in radio as well, and you know that every day you have to be up and... It's it's your it's your agreement with the audience. It's not you don't show up and you don't you're not. It's a relationship. It's a relationship, and 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 you're being counted on to be up and and uh, coherent, regardless what's happening in your own life. Yeah, regardless of, what, but, of what's going on. That's the thing that I love about stand up is that you have an opportunity to deliver other people from whatever they're going through, if right. only for you know, the hour that I'm on stage or whatever. And yep. I think that's what's always been so healing about comedy is that now it's an opportunity. For me to give to other people who might have been going through whatever their get your affairs in order. Moment yeah, is. right, right. And you, there's some some wild stories. Comedy legend and lore. The, the um, CNN did a, uh, a series of, uh, on, on yeah, comedy. comedy. It was actually really good. The comedy legends. And it was uh, there was a whole bunch of moments where you knew these comedians who were going through some heavy crap, but 
at, at sometimes it coincided with some of their greatest creative moments. And I think that's what makes This Is Not Happening so different from any of the stand-up shows that it's probably one of the few stand-up shows that's out that lets people know that they're not alone in this world and the mistakes they made because it's a show that glorifies the lowest of lows, worst mistakes you've ever made and makes them funny. But you talk about the trust between the audience and the performer and and coming into that show, you might not be aware that it's not just straight stand-up comedy. You have to allow the story to, to breathe. Correct. And the storyteller to get into, like you mentioned, the length of all of it. So it's it, that show requires a little more patience, I think, than just watching a, a stand-up special on Netflix, which, of course, in and of itself, it can also be entertaining. Yeah. But they're just, they're different. And in this day and age, you can go to a show like that um, knowing what you're getting, knowing what the content is that's, that is being presented to you. Yeah, and it's it's definitely, and I have to give, and I have to tip the hat uh, to my man Ari Shafir, who's yeah. the original yeah. host oh, of yeah, yeah. that show. Yeah. And that's what Ari curated in Los Angeles. Before this was ever on television, Ari curated a place with, where comedians could tell longer stories and do things that were outside of the box. It looks like it's a bar. It's traditional. It looks like it's, it's a strip club. It's a strip club. <laughs> yeah, because there's a center stage. Yeah, yeah it's a Cheetah strip yeah. club in yeah. Los Angeles. That's a real functioning strip club. Okay. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on this. If I'm not mistaken, the strippers are paid for not being able to perform. Uh, who cleans off the pole? The, yeah. I, I don't know, but ask, Howie Mandel wouldn't touch it. Watch his ass. No one told him it was a strip club. Oh, my God. Oh. Because they knew he wouldn't have come and done the show. <laughs> Howie Mandel shows yeah. up in, like, basically, like, the mic, the hand-to-hand mic transfer. I'm like, all right, I will put the mic in the stand. I will stand over here while you get the microphone. Okay, I will step around you yeah. without brushing into you. And he was, his first five minutes on stage is about the fingerprints on mm. the stripper pole. Uh-huh. So Ari Shafir, uh, he's become one of my favorite stand-ups now. And what I like about him is is he is fearless. He is fearless of what people are going to say about him. He's, and getting his ass kicked. Getting his ass kicked. He's, he's yeah. fearless about, uh, you know, I don't know, like boycotting. And if you want to see how fearless he is, follow his Twitter when a celebrity dies because he oh. does not hold back oh. at all. <laughs> at, Who was the one that died like two weeks ago? I mean, he says oh. like rotten hell, you know what I mean? Jeez. And he's just oh. trying to be but funny it's, But it's back with facts. He's not just being crap. <laughs> okay. It's, oh, we're going to herald this person, but let me tell you a little something <laughs> you may not have known about this son of a That's his thing. Yeah, yeah, Ari is definitely, he was the perfect person to create what this show is right now. And what I've learned about myself right. is that I have not lived a life nearly as, as insane as Ari. When they asked me to host, they were, I, the first thing I thought was, oh, my God, I got to go do shrooms for a year. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> so be that, some stories. Yeah, to be I in that get, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's funny because you, you have that, but yet you juggle. I was reading your Twitter stuff, and you are, <laughs> how serious is your effort to get a Waffle House in Manhattan? I really want to live <laughs> in Manhattan. I really do. It, I are you addicted? I struggle to find good Southern-style breakfast in New York City. Right. And they go, it's a diner. They go, the diner. Show me a good diner with cheese grits. Doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. And I know I'm north of Richmond, Virginia, so you're right. not supposed to be able to get cheese grits this far north. But right. you know what? A man can dream. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had any takers? You're looking for investors, yeah? yeah I, there's no way selling a $6 plate of breakfast you would make profit to me. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. It just would, it wouldn't happen. And somebody suggested that we have a Waffle House truck, and that's only people who've never been to Waffle 
Waffle House because you can't recreate the feeling of a Waffle House on the curb with a damn truck. <laughs> While we're on the topic, can we ask food truck operators to have some chairs? Is that asking too much? Just a couple of folding chairs? The, how, what, how? You got the space? Yeah. Hang them out on the side of the truck. Like, just hang some folding chairs. That's actually chairs. a great idea. Yo, I've never I, seen that. Yeah. We try to act like these food trucks are so inventive and amazing and it's artisanal food. I need a chair. <laughs> okay? Sitting on a fire hydrant. Half my ass cheek is numb. <laughs> yeah. Trying to eat a $30 yeah. taco. And you're doing this. You got the drink in the one hand and the plate in the other. Yeah. yeah. You can't. Where's the fork go? It's the, it's the most delicious, inconvenient food. <laughs> no, you're And here in Philadelphia, we have some wonderful, world-class food trucks. But I, I've never seen a chair set up like you're mm-hmm. talking about. The thing I love about Philly, though, is that you get your food and y'all just keep walking. Y'all stay in motion. <laughs> like, this isn't a sit-still town. No, Something could happen. You got to keep moving. I wanted to ask, Roy, because we saw a tweet from you uh, earlier this morning about anybody who's seen the movie Us, not to uh, spoil anything yeah. online. Uh, 98% of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, compare it, if you will, to how great Get Out was. Uh, it still speaks to a to social issues, but it's not about race. Okay. Yeah. Socially- Get Out was 100% speaking to race. Right. Us speaks about society. Okay. 100%. Like, it's, it's literally probably one of the best horror movies I've seen that has a narrative about the world in which we live. And, and, I, and it's it's interesting because I don't think, I can't think of many horror movies other than maybe the first Saw that speaks to who we are as a people. You know, and that, that part of it. Really, really good horror sure. will do that. Really good horror will have you make decisions. There's a great movie called It Follows. That that, uh, that I couldn't watch it. It scared me too much. <laughs> where where like it, Slender Man, Slender, but, you. right? But it makes you make decisions. You say you're not a big horror movie fan to begin with, right? Yeah, it's it's. I'm just a coward. Yeah, is what it boils down to. I can watch horror at the crib, but I can't go in the theater and watch stuff. But us definitely has that element of pursuit, and there's the killer and run. Yeah, yeah. And run around the, the corner. Stuff you the need. Killers, the, yeah, yeah. It's that, but there's still layers underneath it. All right. Am I covering? Because I. Like horror movies, but I kind of have to watch them through my fingers. And, you know, I cover my eyes. Is it that kind, or there's a few parts where you okay. want to cover your eyes? And, and I cover my eyes. Yeah. I'm a thug. I'm forty. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'll Which, say it. We didn't have because you know uh, Jordan uh, Peele was in here, and he, you know, uh, they were promoting Keanu. I think it was at the time, <laughs> and he was, you know, we we started talking about horror movies. I'm like, this guy really knows his horror stuff, mm-hmm. but man, didn't have any idea he had those kind of chops when it comes to you know that kind of script writing and that kind of. A d- uh, directing capability? Tension building. It's like usual suspects in the sense that it's a film where you'll go back and watch it the second time and realize that everything you needed to know was right there. Okay. In the uh, I love that. The whole time. Uh, you just never saw it. Can I take my kids? Is there any sex or nudity in it? Uh, there is no sex. There is no nudity. Okay. Trying all to right. think. No, there wasn't any because yeah. I went with my current girlfriend and I always get weird. And there's a breast on screen. <laughs> so, <laughs> is there? Do you get weird? Because I don't, you know, it, it is nothing she's done. This is just me in my head from okay. dating horrible people before this. <laughs> Like, it, you guys don't get like that when there's, like, a oh, sex yeah. scene on TV uh-huh. and you're watching it with your girl. You have to act like, well, that's not cool. I don't. 
I just I'd look down at my popcorn. Like, it, oh, oh you know what I hate, Roy? When they start when they they they, they start addressing an issue that is similar to a fight you've had, you know, oh, it's yeah. like you know something comes up that is just slightly nuanced enough to be close to something you and your wife, in our case, our, our, our wives or your girlfriend that you've, you've fought about before. You're like, uh. That's why I stopped watching those therapy shows. You ever see the Yana <laughs> Fix My Life on, mm. on Oprah Winfrey's I've, network? I've heard about it. I haven't seen it. Yana Vincent is an author and, like, you know, self-helping kind of therapist person. She just basically shows up at black people's houses <laughs> for an hour and just right. goes, you got to fix it. This is what's wrong with you and the problem. <laughs> and she's, like, talking to some dude and just chastising him about something. And when she says that, you need to understand that what she's really saying is that she loves you and she wishes you would. And then I look at my girl. She's like staring me down <laughs> from across That's the That's what I hate. I hate that, right? I'm like, we can't watch this. We got to watch basketball. <laughs> Speaking of which, are you uh, are you a, a fan? Are you March Madness going on now? No bracket this year. Really? And I've never felt more free. <laughs> oh. I encourage you all once a year, take a break from all of the, <laughs> the fantasy sports stuff. Just was it take a break? Getting too much for you? It was too intense in the yeah. office. It was too intense. <laughs> really? Plus, I won fantasy football this oh, year at work. Nice. The Daily Show office? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Daily Show office has a legit like like the for the fact that we never talk about sports on that damn show. Yeah. They know their stuff. Everybody knows <laughs> really? sports in that building. See, I'll That's never right. stop fantasy football. I I just love it too much. I'm in I'm in two leagues and I'm cool with that. And I'll do the daily fantasy as well. I haven't done a bracket in years, and I think I prefer it that way. Did we talk last time? I think we talked last time about playing Beat the Streak for baseball, which is, there's an app where if you can, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I think, I, I don't know what the pot is. I think it's a million bucks. But if you can pick one major league player every day for 56 days who gets a base hit. Oh. You get a million dollars. And that to the DiMaggio streak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's an app. And I don't think anybody in the country has gotten past 30. Like it's, Really? It sounds easy. Extremely difficult. Uh, Are okay. you? Uh, did <laughs> were you addicted? Oh yeah, and I'm yeah. back this year. You're I'm, back I'm this starting year. Like, that one. I'm going to do. I just the brackets. I just didn't pay enough attention to college ball this year. Right. So then I just ended up picking on past <laughs> reputations. What's the most you've, you've won playing? Uh, uh, like oof. I'd say in the year I do a cumulative count over okay. the course of a whole year. One year I was up fifteen hundred gambling on sports, and that's oh, between. Right. Fan duel and yeah. playing a little bit in Vegas and stuff like that, and then I've been down as much as like four hundred. But my the the floors generally four hundred dollars. Okay. Once I'm down four hundred for the year, I'm done. <laughs> you tap out. Lotto scratch off strippers like everything. It's four hundred is the base. That's the floor. All right. Do you have right. an Excel sheet or something like that? How do you keep track? Now, I'm just I'm like a beautiful mind. It's all up here. <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful bracket. Two lap dances. I lost three scratch offs. I had a big floor. <laughs> It's <laughs> great, yeah. So it's it's here. It's just a huge, you know. Obviously, Philadelphia has so much going on, and uh, mm-hmm. it's and there there've been some shakeups with the the coaching, but uh, otherwise, it's. Uh, I like when Philadelphia has hope. Yeah, me. It's a sure. better comedy show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you got the trophy uh, sidebar unrelated. 
Uh, is the is the Eagles fan who ate the horse turd? Is he still alive? <laughs> yes. Still alive? How yeah. is he doing? Have we checked on this gentleman? He's the mayor of the city now. I think I'm fairly uh, certain we elected uh, him mayor. Yeah. yeah, he works the door at punchline. <laughs> you know, though that Roy, that's a that's so indicative of what the way things. I mean, all that was going on, and everybody that made national news. Of the course, dude eating the horse. Turd. And to the rest of the country, everybody in Philadelphia is eats a horse, horse turd. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm from Alabama. Now you know how it feels. <laughs> You're dating but, your cousin? How's that going? But is it, is it because people are in a slightly better mood uh, when they come to the comedy yeah, show? It, I think I think the important thing with, with sports is it parallels to life is that you want to have a little bit of hope. And the sports team can give you a little bit of hope. Then you carry that positivity over to everything else that's going on in your world. And you don't have to win, but just hope. Yeah. You're right. Embiid and the boys make you feel good about yourself. It's a good yeah. story. The, 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 the Flyers, I mean, it's, you know, it's eking along. Yeah, you know, I mean, but you got gritty. Looks like a <laughs> pub, weird, crack right. addict, Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> gritty. Like, if, it's like if, if Snuffleupagus did meth. <laughs> I think it'd be gritty to yep. some degree. Yep. Yeah, I think you're right. But I do think gritty. Who would win the fight, gritty or the Philly fanatic? Philly fanatic would win. He's older. He's he scrappy. More. Yeah, yeah, he's no got man. old man strength. He's got a little size on him. <laughs> old man strength. He's got the Jack Lance grapple. <laughs> the Jack Lance grapple. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's the case. But gritty man, talk about talk about a mascot that. That just hit. Yep. Well, well not I mean, at first. We'll... Everybody hated him that yep. first day. Yeah. And do y'all that. want? Um, do y'all want Jackson back from Tampa Bay? Sure. He said he wants to come back and play for the Eagles. He's playing. Again. He's playing. Oh, it's yeah. official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's official. He's yeah. signed. Oh, well, yeah. Then good. I'm all for there it. See what I mean? Hope. It's hope. Hope. There's hope. hope, and then the the the, the, the fills look real good. Uh, obviously, we we made a uh, you know a major. Congrats on that. Yeah, uh, we were just down in Clearwater for that, and it was it's pretty wild. Yeah, I'm glad he stayed in the East. I'm a Cubs fan. We already got Puig and <laughs> Cincinnati. We're gonna have to face him more than we need to. <laughs> right. And our pitching is a little suspect this year. Also in football, I'm a Dolphins fan, so I just haven't had hope. <laughs> they don't even have a quarterback, man. Yeah. Like, they got rid of their their starting quarterback is in Tennessee now. Yeah, and then we got Fitzpatrick from Tampa Bay because okay. you know, hey, you have a bit, you were good that one time a while back. You want, a, you want some money? In the same division as the Patriots, like how do you have any hope ever? Why even play? Like why even play? Just wait till Tom Brady retires. Right. Just. just Take sabbatical. Just yeah, our team will be rebuilding for a while. We won't be having any games. What do you think of this Robert Kraft thing with the? Uh, you know, here you got this guy. I want to see the tape. <laughs> Don't you? Rub and tug. Give us the tape. Mm-hmm. Everybody else gets caught up in prostitution stings, and if you want to go find that tape, you can find that tape. Yeah. And it's all it's on cops. I want it. Put it out. I want Gail King to do that to, <laughs> yes. to, to R. Kelly, his ass. Because everybody's like, oh, well, you know, technically, if you post that, it's porn. No, it's not. It's a man laying on the table, and there's a towel over him, and the towel's just going up and down. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. It could be anything. It could be a fart. It could be flapping. Just a, an old guy, a 77-year-old fart. Uh, yeah, I, I do think that... <laughs> It's just, it's funny. He's not going to go to jail. Everybody's no, acting like this means the Patriots are going to go 4 and 12. Yeah. I want the security footage, though, of the parking lot when the Bentley pulls into the strip mall yeah. where apparently this place is located. Because yeah. that's why he went there in a Bentley. Yeah, yeah. And, don't, yeah. and, and don't people at a Robert Kraft level have people who are supposed to say, 
You stay here. We'll go get you somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can have everything delivered to your home right now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I can pull out this phone right now and I can, to this radio station, I can have a quart of motor oil. <laughs> and a, a car. Griddle. And a big griddle. <laughs> And a mattress in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> they will literally mail a mattress to your house yeah. in a bag that you <laughs> open like a vacuum-sealed sausage. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and you can get all that by lunch. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I would imagine that some towel jerking <laughs> could probably get delivered. Yeah. Especially at that level. Don't you? Th- why don't? Oh, like, I feel like rich people have like all these secret doors and secret apps. Like, I'm not quite there yet yeah. when it comes to the super secret stuff. I got access to like some some weird version of Facebook that's for people that are handling their brands, and we're gonna give you and and it's super secret. You can't find it online. They really? send you a link for it, and they go, you go to this link, and then this guy will send you the code, and with the code, then you can get the the super super Facebook. And I, <laughs> so I have super super. So I've been. Imagine when you get to Robert Kraft money. I don't even have that. I have one bedroom in New York money with a woman and a three-year-old money. And all I get is, you imagine if you were an owner with six Super Bowl rings, there's got to be an app that's just for For Robert Kraft. Yeah. Yeah. Robert, welcome to the club. (laughs) (laughs) Elaine's going to send you the link. Right, 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 yeah. Here's the towel. Yeah. Yeah. And if that doesn't exist, I think I've just given your listeners their new goal. (laughs) You got the blue check next to your name on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, we've got to email the people at Twitter and see about the blue check. (laughs) Blue check gets you nothing but a reply from businesses when you bitch about stuff. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that's true. Just so you know, that's all the blue check is worth. Yep, yep. I believe it. When I tweet an airline about my middle seat doesn't work, <laughs> I get my reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a reply. Follows to it. Well, check out Roy on uh, on Twitter. Follow him on his account. It's at uh, Roy Wood Junior. Uh, Jr. I should say instead of spelling out the word Junior. But Roy's going to be at uh, Punchline. He got shows uh, tonight and tomorrow seven thirty nine forty five. Yeah. Awesome. To get those tickets, just uh, check out punchlinephilly.com. Man, it's great to have you back in town. Thanks it's for coming always by a pleasure, and I, I, I hope it. to see everybody tonight, and then I hope to see you tomorrow with the person you're cheating on the person <laughs> that you <laughs> came to the time. Friday night show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes total sense. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. what it's all about. Roy Wood Jr., everybody. Yeah. Thanks, Roy. Appreciate you being here. Thank y'all. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. Spring has sprung. And that means MMRBQ 2019 is busting out all over. We celebrate this weekend with hourly blocks from all the artists in our jam-packed lineup. Shine down. Joan Jett. The Struts. Evanescence. And more. Hear your favorite songs, old and new, with chances to fill in the block and win tickets all weekend. Just 25 bucks puts you in the middle of the party on the lawn with the early bird special. WMMR.com for details. It's an MMRBQ weekend sponsored by Dodge Chrysler Jeep City.com. Shop online. Spring deals happening now. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, created enough videos of our in-studio activities uh, to where we have, uh, well, we've decided to have them battle against each other. We have hundreds of videos. We've narrowed them down to 64. 
and you get to vote on them. The matchup for this hour, and I'll play a short clip just to remind you of what these are about. Uh, but we have Unbutterable oh. versus Snickers the Raccoon. And let me play just a, a quick clip. Unbutterable, which is uh, a number eight seed, by the way, uh, will remind you a little bit of this. Here we go. From Touchstone Pictures, the story of a boy who learned now how to not have butter in every square of his waffle. Butter square of waffle boy. Uh, if you watch the Jeez. whole video, it's it's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's one of my absolute Change Casey's life. Favorites. And then that goes up against Snickers the Raccoon. Here's a little bit of that. Are you ready? Yep. All right, here we go. Did you ever look at its human-like hands and look at your junk and think, mm, <laughs> looks huge in that? Nah, I think I'm sharp nails, man. That thing oh, yeah. true. Uh, I can clip them, dude. Yeah. It depends on how many Snickers are ready to give me. <laughs> Yes. You give me a fun-sized bag of Snickers, I'll bring you all the way to the end. You know what I'm saying? Snickers the raccoon. I forgot that was the impetus for the uh, raccoon handy. The guy had called in yeah, about yeah. it, yeah. All right, so those are available. Go to WMMR.com, and you'll see the Daily Rush Madness uh, link right there. Click on it and vote and let us know which one you prefer. And uh, we'll tally them up tomorrow, actually. Well, you can both, uh, I guess, through the, the end of the day, and then Monday we'll restart. Right, right, right. We'll tell you which one's won. But we have one more matchup to bring up to speed a little bit later on this morning. But we have a guest who's in the studio, so we are going to move along and uh, welcome him to the program. Uh, he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and Saturday. Please welcome to the studio Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah. Hey. Hi, everybody. Good morning, Tony. How you doing? Good. Good to be here. You sound kind of like Snickers the Raccoon. <laughs> I am. I am. Uh... I have a lot of uh, Snickers uh, things about me. <laughs> no, Snickers. Small hands. <laughs> nice to see you. Where are you from, Tony? Because we haven't met before. So. I'm originally from Youngstown, Ohio, but I've lived in Los Angeles for the last, like, 13 years. Which okay. is where you have to live, right, basically, for it to be what you do. it's it's it, Though you, you may try to avoid it, eventually at some point, uh, to get some traction, you got to end up there, right? Yeah, it's either L.A. or New York. Yeah. Uh, had to make a pick, and I went with the weather. Yeah. Took a chance, yeah. I don't know how into sports you are, but the, I remember watching a boxer from Youngstown, Ohio, Kelly something or other. Kelly Pavlik. Kelly Pavlik. The ghost, they called him, because he was the only white guy that, uh, that boxed at the time. So he, I watched him, he had this comeback fight. He was, uh, you know, it was a, I don't know if it was a title match, but it was definitely a high-profile match, and he was... He was getting pummeled, and he somehow ended up fighting back and ended up winning a fight. And I just thought, oh my god, I I am a fan of this guy's. That for, was for- uh, that was for the uh, middleweight championship of the world. Neither one of those guys had ever been knocked down in their career. It was Kelly Pavlik versus Jermaine Taylor, and uh, well, yeah, neither one of tough. them had ever hit the mat before in their entire career. Yeah. And Kelly went down in round two, got up and put him away in I think round five or it six. Was, it was wow. a great yeah. fight, Press. I know you, you do like boxing and, yeah. and you like to watch a good boxing match. This is a great match and it was just a, a, a an amazing victory for Kelly. But I remember like um you know, when because they were talking about Youngstown, and I, it's like kind of like a tough area. It's tough, like, yeah. That's well, how you, you, you. I guess you developed your sense of humor through that, right? You know, definitely, yeah. definitely. I got your ass kicked because of it, right? For sure, immediately. Yeah, yeah I got beat up on my first uh, bus ride on my first day to school. <laughs> and, and I made fun of a guy who actually is now one of my best friends. Well, I mean, he was my best friend shortly after that, but uh, we still are. And I made fun of him because his grandma walked him out to the. <laughs> Sidewalk, like waiting for the bus. That's a bad. It's a bad move. Right. It's a bad. I mean, yeah. no, matter, no matter how much gum 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 loves you, it's 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 tough. Yeah, uh, exactly. So my first like roast joke ever was basically, your grandma walked you to the bus. What are you, a baby? 
And then he walked straight at me on the bus. I didn't know oh, what was happening, and then right. my mouth started hurting. I didn't even really. I didn't even really it was see a blur. it happen. It was a blur. So you developed. Uh, so I, I, you know, reading about you, I, I've known about you and, and your 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 roast capabilities, and you you actually have written for a lot of the roast series on Comedy Central. Yeah. A lot of that stuff is always great. You see, you'll see people like. You know, you'll see these various celebrities. We've talked about, you know, with Jeff Ross in the, sh- in the show and, and real roast as opposed to that that sort of deal. And, and anything that comes out funny from a lot of times these celebrities or whatever is, is coming from writers such as yourself who will give them the lines. Yeah, for sure. And These and, guys have no, no talent whatsoever. <laughs> and right. you do a Herculean chore, <laughs> by the way, because there's some yeah. great material. Yeah. And I got to wonder, because I know, I know you're a funny dude, but you get somebody who's... Who just can't deliver it. It's got to be excruciating, especially when you slaved on some material. Oh, it's unbelievable, the stuff that I've been through. I, I tried to help Ann Coulter once. <laughs> oh, I, I remember. That was yeah. a debacle. Well, she didn't end up doing any of the stuff that I suggested. I had an entire you know, vision and yeah. take for her that I'm still convinced would have changed the trajectory of her career. Which I mean, we- <laughs> I, I was going to make everything like a super twist where yeah. every joke she was saying was making fun of herself. Right. But on everybody else. And I think it would have like made her an American hero because it would have been. I'm a pro wrestling yeah. fan. So it's some, like when a bad guy becomes a good guy. It's right. like, sure. Whoa. Yeah. Right. Right. And you realize did, you like the person. She I, didn't play it that oh, way. Oh, she didn't want to do that at all. She, she had her book up on stage. I mean, yep. listen, whatever you feel about Ann Coulter, she, she yeah. just she botched that big time. Yeah. Why wouldn't you trust a comedian if you're in a spot like that? It's unbelievable. These people are crazy. It's, uh, it's no a no talent idiots, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But you know, t- on the contrary, the people that instead of giving notes or cutting out jokes or saying, I can't do that take at all, I don't like that vision at all, those people uh, are always the ones that do the worst. And the people that, on the contrary, like Martha Stewart, when she got booked for the Justin Bieber roast, yeah. she's literally like, go as hard as you want. Wow, that's what, awesome. I want to kill harder than anybody else that's... That goes up that. And subsequently, night. she does good. She, she does. Did. She did a good job. Yeah. So that was you were writing most of her stuff. Yep, that's uh, me and uh, Mike Ferrucci and uh, Whitney so. Cummings was writing for a while for that as well, right? Yeah, a while back. That yeah. was just before, just before I got in there. Just, okay, I think the Don, or right before the Trump roast, so whatever that one was. So, so who, who, who uh, besides uh, Martha Stewart, who? Because I remember Cloris Leachman got up on, at one and, and killed. Um, with someone else, I think everyone who's, with, who's within a grasp of sanity knows that someone has written the material. Yeah, but if they commit to it, it can be fun. So, who else has, has uh, done justice to your work? Uh, almost, almost, almost all of them, man. Like uh, what? Uh, a lot of the times, what happens is is we find out that someone just got booked. Like the executive <laughs> producer will come in and it'll be like, "Hey, we got uh, Dennis Rodman," and everybody will go like, "Yeah." <laughs> It's like a draft or something like that for the NFL. <laughs> and uh, but you know, almost everybody we help has I've helped. Yeah, and uh, some of the greats, Peyton Manning was another one who treated that roast. You know, you hear like, "Oh, Peyton's going to be on it." You're like, "Oh, this guy's an athlete." Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we'll make, it, we'll make it easy for him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, Meanwhile, oh my goodness, that I guy came that. in and he was doing. Exactly what I've seen him do on the football field for 20 years. He came in, was making small adjustments to the final thing. He really cared. He wanted to make sure he knew what he was going to say, how he was going to say it. The words that he was cutting out were literally the proper 
things. It's like if a better writer came in than even us in wow. that moment because he was just tunnel vision. He's like, I don't need to. I don't need those few extra words there, which is what you end up learning in the end in the final the, levels the economy, of comedy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You just cut extra words. And then That's awesome. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, you can see his chops just in those nationwide commercials. You know, yeah. like I think he's he's really good in those. And then he also had a really nice run on on Saturday Night Live. Who yeah. was the the first roast that you got? Um, I would say drafted for. Uh, I uh, I helped out with the Donald Trump roast, but my first true roast uh, in the room and at it and really a part of it was the roast of Charlie Sheen. Okay. That yeah. was a while. You know, sometimes, I f- and I find this is the case, uh, Tony, and, and um, maybe you feel the same way. The ones you're always like, oh, this is going to be great. Then they don't turn out to be great. But the ones you're like, all right, they turn out to be great. So it, it seems to be the inverse of your anticipation. That's exactly how I always say it. Yeah. You know, I remember when we booked uh, Charlie Sheen for that, and he wasn't doing any other press at the time. That's the crazy. He was, but he wasn't. It was this like was the was, torpedo tour? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the beginning of this uh, wild thing where you could just tweet. And ba- he could have basically become president, I think, uh, in <laughs> retrospect. Yeah. But he wasn't doing much other press other than his own thing. So comedy. Central weeks after he, you know, went wild, yeah. uh, had, you know, had booked him for this roast. And a lot of people going into that were saying, oh, Charlie Sheen, geez, haven't we heard all these jokes? Right. You know? Yeah. And the same with Justin Bieber. And it's one of those things to where when you get the roast writers in a room, it's, you yeah. know, surgery. It's a it's a thing of beauty trying to make these unbelievable jokes that people haven't thought of. None of the jokes are to wedge in something un- unique. Yeah. So right. th- that's where so so Jeff Ross, who's, who's who helped you a lot. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Was sort of your your uh, your your guide for all this. Uh, you know, he and a guy who I really miss who was sensational on roast was Greg Giraldo. Yeah, he was. I mean, where he could find that 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 angle. It is an art, and I think an underappreciated art unto itself. Especially since the dynamic of the Comedy Central roast, we've talked about this ad infinitum on the show, uh, is is not like you know. Uh, the, the old classic friar style, where everyone sort of knew each other. Yeah. Well, these people don't even know, don't even know who the hell they are, you know, right. on, on the on the on the dais. So that leaves you mm-hmm. with the most work of anybody in the, in the whole deal because you've got to make it seem like it's natural, right? Or you could write it, you know, in their in their voice and have that sort of take. Right. You know what I mean? Like uh, when we booked Dennis Rodman for uh, this last one. What was that? Uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a perfect example of sometimes we'll get to make a real run at someone before the whole thing is finished. So, like, for okay. example, like uh, when Martha Stewart got booked for Bieber originally, me and Mike Ferrucci went into a room and we went back and forth, is right, she your, your cracking each other up, writing, writing, writing a script okay. for her. All right. You know, putting it together like, oh, yeah. she's into gardening. So this, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and with Dennis Rodman, I literally said, uh, I want to, I want, give me a shot first and then we'll basically read the room's jokes and try to infiltrate it in. But I had such, uh, again, a focused vision for Dennis, uh, that, uh, that I sort of just wrote the first draft almost completely myself. Now, what ended up happening was we found out that, uh, that Dennis doesn't read well. Oh, no. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine oh, no. writing oh, really? something beautiful. All, it, 
Because big letters on a projector. I read his op-eds in the Wall Street <laughs> Journal, and they seem very... <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, so that leaves a whole new set of issues to deal with. Right. But the the fun thing is that, like, basically, what am I doing here it can be somebody's take yeah, on yeah. that roast. So, like, you know, instead of Dennis being the, the guy changing the world that... I, you know, the the superhero of the universe that I wrote him to be, we, we it basically ended up being that. Right, but right, right. When what you guys the hell go, am I doing here? Was basically his take. <laughs> when you guys go into the to the room and you're doing the back and forth, and uh, do you record that or do you just sit and, and take notes? Uh, we don't audio record it. There okay. is uh, there's a, a writer in the corner that has to. Write oh, down everything for really? all, for all the big laughs. Yeah, okay. It's a fascinating. It's a fascinating dynamic. I've loved them forever. I even the, the Dean Martin stuff and all all that stuff. It's it's uh, it, it's a cool thing. But also, a lot of times you'll the people who are actually the comedians who have written a lot of their most of their own stuff. Um, you know, the, the stuff gets presented and like, well, there go a few of my jokes. You know, so yeah. you, you have to be very fluid. Yeah, it's something it. to look out for for real roast fans is who goes on last. That's yeah. a real uh, serious position. Um, it's definitely harder the farther on you go. The person that goes up first has basically, you know, extend expended mean, a, a lot, a, a really, really huge, massive advantage. They should kill the hardest. Yeah, and that's why I think normally you'll see sort of a you know the newer or maybe the person that they're giving a chance to the youngest comedian on the thing. Normally they go first. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask uh, if you're just tuning in. It's Tony Hinchcliffe who's here, and he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. Tomorrow's show. At, are, are you doing your podcast tomorrow? Yeah, we're doing a podcast. Okay. We just did two uh, big, crazy, sold-out podcasts last night. Uh, two stand-up shows tonight, and then a podcast and two stand-up shows. Is it, right, so Kill five, Tony? 5 o'clock yeah. is when that's going to happen. Yeah, it's called Kill Tony. For those yeah. who don't know the format of that, explain. Now, this is, uh, this is a very fun uh, internet show that we do where uh, we give people a chance uh, to do stand-up comedy for 60 seconds. On uh, on the stage. Now, normally in Los Angeles, uh, where we do it at the Comedy Store every week, I have uh, a guest or two on, usually some of the biggest, coolest comedians, whatever. And, uh, you know, you get feedback from the guest and me and my crew. I actually have uh, the band here. That's the band leader, Jeremiah Ah, Locke. There you go. Hey, guys. Comedy Central's Roast Battle and uh, the Comedy Jam. And that's Joel Jimenez. He's the drummer. And uh, anyway, so there's a band and um, and everybody they they do characters, so they're sort of like the improv troupe of the group, and uh, our part's sort of just like stand up comedy, and the people are doing stand up comedy. I pull a name out of a bucket. Everybody signs up before the show. I pull okay. a name out of a bucket. They get sixty seconds uninterrupted, and then after their sixty seconds is up, they're basically interviewed. Their guest on the podcast. Right, oh, so that's they, pretty cool. They don't have to send in the tape or anything like that ahead of time. Nope. Or like that, they just show up. Casey. Sometimes it's well, no, no, I'm not going to do yeah. that. But because uh, I have something to do tomorrow night, I'm so busy. Uh, but Sean. Our uh, video intern is an aspiring comedian. He was telling me about this. Okay. And uh, I, I was like, I need to get him a spot there. For, Heck yeah. Yeah. He's, we'll, he's, get him, we'll get him in tomorrow. He looks funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Is it already filled up or are there, are there sign-ups available or how do you do uh, that? I, oh, sign-ups are always available because okay. uh, even if uh, even if it's sold out, we have um, we always have a side room where we can chamber all the extra signed-up comedians that just want a chance to get <laughs> on Just keep them Order yeah, in there, yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. So there's another door guy that like yells the name that we just called. 
We've been doing it for five and a half years. We have a uh, three hundred some episodes out there. Wow. Uh, it's awesome. And you have another podcast, number. don't you? The uh, the the pony. Yep. yep, the Pony Hour. That's just where you, I. Your sit nickname down. is the Golden Pony. Yeah. <laughs> Where does that come from? It's wild. I, do, I, I wish I had a better answer for this question. The worst part of this nickname is that I don't have a funny, uh, a funny answer. My, I, I used to make outsiders? fun of my... Uh, no, I actually... Okay. I used to make fun of my comedian buddies because they would play Risk at the comedy store in the middle of the day. Right. And there was, like, this Risk group, basically, of, like, all these tough, you know, right. whatever, comedians. Yeah. And one time I came in, and one of the pieces on the board, I'm like, oh, look at you losers. And, I, and one of the pieces on the board was a golden pony, I do believe. And I go, who's the golden pony? And they go, nobody's the golden pony. Uh, it's just a piece that, like, yeah. sort of marks whatever. And he goes, you're the golden pony, Tony. It was my friend Benji Aflalo, another roast writer. And... It and, stuck. Uh, and he goes, I love that name for you, the Golden Pony. I go, I hate it. Oh, and, uh, there it you is. sealed it. And Boom. he's like, what do you mean? You're a Golden Pony. And then it just stuck yeah. like a stamp. Just <laughs> doof, doof. The Golden it's your, Pony. It's your own fault. When yeah. you said, I hate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, our boss's nickname is the Silver Pony. That's is true. that true? Yeah. 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 Right. It's a Ooh. silver-haired stallion, but uh, uh, we give him pony status to keep his... Uh, you know, he doesn't get too egotistic. Yeah, he likes to feel young. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to ask you, it appears, I've watched a few interviews with you, and you, you were part of the, the the roast. Are you and Snoop Dogg buds uh, at this point? Yeah, I'm actually, I got to hit him up uh, when I get back in town. That's uh, that's where my world's at right that now. That is a wild yeah, like because because I was you and I was watching an interview with you and him, and, and you were you were sparking up and yep. having a great old time. It's crazy. I can, can you could you just hop on the the phone when you're in town and say, uh, I'm yeah. coming? really? Yeah, look at you. Yeah, we FaceTime. He's a FaceTimer, <laughs> believe it or not. Really? Yeah, we FaceTime. Um, and uh, it's, it's it's he gets a kick out of you, man. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm 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 so lucky. How yeah. old are you, by the way? Just real quick. Thirty four. Okay. So what's the wow. Wildest Snoop, can you, any story you can tell without, sure. uh, yeah, uh, without getting a drive-by? When one of the first times that uh, that we met, um, after I roasted him, after he told me he wanted to work with me, you know, we kicked it in his green room and we smoked pot <laughs> and and, uh, and we rapped together. I'm a huge, huge, huge rap fan. Wow. Uh, you could probably tell by <laughs> my uh, accent <laughs> how huge of a, I really am, though. It's like 8 and, Mile right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the part of the Youngstown that's stuck. <laughs> okay. is, uh, the rap. You know, called, yeah. Basically a no-limit soldier. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh he invited me to uh, come work with him on an idea he had for a movie, and he wanted me to help develop it. And he invited me to his uh, his um, what would we call it? A uh, what what was it? What, what crib? It, yeah, I, I, it's not really a crib. It's not a house. It was like a compound. Okay, it's, wow. Yeah. All right. So a comp- I, having a compound cool. is a cool deal. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And. You know, when you live in L.A. and it's sort of like hidden in the middle of everything, like you would think it's just this like storage facility or so. It's so unmarked. You could never find it if wow. you tried a million times. The Meanwhile, only thing, it's right there. The only thing that beats a compound is a hidden compound. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's so many details. I could go on and on. But like I, I remember pulling in and there's a little you know, a little button and then everything's tinted and then someone's <laughs> and there's one lady behind a desk. She's like, what you, uh, What brings you here? I'm like, I'm here to meet. Uh, I have a meeting with Snoop. Blah, 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 blah. And she sends you off into this waiting room that's literally 
you know, sort of like what you guys have yeah. of pictures and memories and stuff. And it's like that, but it's Snoop. <laughs> Man. I mean, it's literally like four, however, 70 years of making it or whatever. Wow. However long he's been doing it. And everything <laughs> state of the art, all this crazy stuff everywhere. But and then so after you're done with and by the way there's just blunts and lighters and ashtrays right out every, there every, out. all these little tables, and <laughs> and then uh, massive security guards like you couldn't believe and uh, and then eventually they walk you over and you go into I went into his music studio and. Um, and uh, which we assume is like a state of the art, super state of the art. Yeah. So there was a door. And I thought I was going in, but it was just the door to get into the middle section, right. almost like a dam or something like that. Like, I don't know. Like, like, like a music dam. Yeah, there's like a middle area to where they make sure that no- nothing could even possibly happen. These thick doors, too. Right. Soundproofing, probably. Y- yeah. Y- well, yeah, probably, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, and then you're in his, uh, it's a spaceship. His, his um, <laughs> literally, no, it's literally modeled to be. Like uh, some Star Trek stuff. Okay. His music studio is a stoner's spaceship, basically. <laughs> wow. And he's just yeah. sitting there? Yeah. No, yeah. that's it. We're just chilling at that point. Well, actually, at, when I first walked in, he was finishing a song uh, in, the, in the booth. There's one other producer guy just sitting there sort of not facing me, sort of facing outer space or whatever. And, uh, and, and... One other lady walked in, like an assistant, and she's like, "Snoop, you have to post that uh, that you know Apple Music just released this thing. You have to post that uh, that it's released." And he's like, "All right, I'll do it." Like you know, just like he's like a normal guy. Yeah. But what's interesting is I looked up the song that they had to post for Apple Music when she said that. Like I was sitting there and yeah, I looked yeah. it up, and it wasn't out. And the first thing I did when the meeting was over, when I went back to my car, was looked it up, and it was there. And he was like, it was, I, so I watched like him literally like, hey, this is going up exclusive on Apple Music right now. And then it was on Apple Music. Like little stuff like that like blows my mind. Jeez. That's wild, man. Your, your budget, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Go figure. I'm crazy. with the stars. Yeah. Wow. He's wow. amazing. That's cool. Well, listen, I want to point people out about your shows and also about the podcast and, and getting in and being a part of that. And you can go to uh, heliumcomedy.com to get the tickets. So officially, it's a cool idea. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I love that idea. So because on, on my info sheet, I only have the uh, uh, tonight and tomorrow, 730 and 10 p.m. But the 5 o'clock podcast is tomorrow as well. Yes. Um, and how's the best way to they get in touch with the club to do that? Or? Yeah, I think so. I okay. think there's a pretty good chance that the Kill Tony and the first stand-up show tomorrow are already sold out. But okay. uh, there's two shows tonight and uh, a late show tomorrow. And uh, I'm excited about things. I heard I was listening to Roy Wood on uh, on my way in here, and uh, he's at the punchline, and I just want to let the listeners know that's two different clubs, but I think they should go to both shows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just pay for tickets for mine, and then walk into Roy's <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Get pay tickets. for your tickets, yeah. But, yeah. but sneak into Roy's. I Feel think free. Yeah, it's right. very altruistic. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ahead, that's, really. that's really, you know, uh, being a real comedy fan. <laughs> right. Buying tickets for one, going to the other. Just Support comedy. Kudos right. to yeah. you for spreading the love. Exactly. That's all. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, enjoy your time in Philly, Tony. Thank you so Great much. Great to meet you in person. Thank you. We'll see Let's you guys give, again soon. Give it up to Tony, guys. Tony yeah. Yeah. on the President and Steve Show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. Spring has sprung. 
And that means MMRBQ 2019 is busting out all over. We celebrate this weekend with hourly blocks from all the artists in our jam-packed lineup. Shine down. Cause it's about to get heavy. Joan Jett. The Struts. Evanescence. And more. Hear your favorite songs, old and new, with chances to fill in the block. And win tickets all weekend. Just 25 bucks puts you in the middle of the party on the lawn with the early bird special. WMMR.com for details. It's an MMRBQ weekend. Sponsored by DodgeChryslerJeepCity.com. Shop online. Spring deals happening now. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I was thinking about the Daily Rush. Madness. I'm not going to set up the new one yet. Yeah. We'll do it in the, in the 10 o'clock hour. But um, I, in hindsight, now I'm thinking ones I wish it would have made it on here because we had a, we had an appearance from um, uh, Gene Simmons earlier this morning, <laughs> and uh, the one where he tells the story about <laughs> Kiss having uh, falafels that look like you. That look right. like Gene Simmons, and uh, they were originally the idea came. Your booby used to make them for you. Yeah, and I press. Is well, that one on there? It might be. I don't know. Oh, well, you know, on, on Twitter, so the the uh, oh there's there's a lot God. of jockeying back and forth about you know uh, choices, and people are putting up their their filled out mm-hmm. uh, brackets, uh, and some suggestions have come up for <laughs> things that aren't on this list. But as you pointed out yesterday, Preston, we you know, do we again. do it again. Yeah, yeah. We can do it next year. We can come up with some other ones. And then there was another one. Uh, <laughs> Is this the one where you go? She, she was a lunatic. She was a lunatic. Um. <laughs> Damn it! I'll think of the other one. There all was, there right, was another right. one that was, that was popping into my head. Anyhow, uh, we're continuing on with uh, Daily Rush Madness, and you can go to wmmr.com and vote on the uh, the videos. And if, if you've never seen them before, go take a look. I, I think you might enjoy. I think. I, Abs- I, in fact, I, I encourage you because yeah. there's there may be stuff that you you think you know it that you missed. Oh, I remember I, one that I that that never made it to the Daily Rush that I thought would have been a great one was when you were going on about uh, the crazy world of Arthur Brown mm-hmm. and it, you were using the the reverb and uh, lo those who kneel before me <laughs> the darkness the darkness of the pain and my name is Arthur Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Arthur Brown. Uh, yeah. Arthur Brown. CPA. That's B R O W N. Arthur. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, uh, we'll, we're, we got to do the bizarre file. Yeah, so, we're going to presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. Like Yeah. Brought to you by Godshaw's. Heat lighter with Godshaw's. Real meat, real wood, smoked turkey bacon with up to 80% less fat than pork bacon. Godshaw's turkey bacon, except no imitations. You know what? I'll give away uh, right now. I usually don't do a giveaway during a sponsorship, but do it. I'll give away two six-packs of coupons uh, for callers 15 and 16 that are good for six full-size packages of Godshall's turkey bacon. So callers 15 and 16 at 215-263-WMMR. Call now. So the Noblesville, Indiana Police Department is investigating a suspicious vehicle seat that was found discarded and found in a parking lot. This is really strange. Officers arrived at a Lowe's parking lot in response to reports of a suspicious item. Police say they found a driver or passenger side vehicle seat with blood on it and several adult teeth on and around the seat. Oh, Oh, that's creepy. 
The seat is believed. Was somebody to... attempted to eat a car seat? I guess so. <laughs> believed to... maybe they spit it out. Yeah, couldn't swallow the whole thing. I can it's too big? Uh, the seat is believed to have uh, come from a Jeep Wrangler and is currently the, an ongoing investigation. That's all I have on the story. When it comes to vehicles that are so tasty. You can't beat the Jeep. I thought it was pretty strange. I love the car seats. I uh, saw this on the news this morning. Employees at a Texas Petco were surprised when a rancher tested the store's all-leashed pets welcome policy by bringing in his giant African Watusi steer. This These things, thing. they're huge. They're, 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 they're horns. Oh. If you think like a, a, a longhorn, like a Texas longhorn has big horns. Much bigger and they're Thicker, yeah. big, thick, and veiny, Preston. They're huge. No, but they're, they're enormous. Big John Holmes just, size. Just yeah. huge. Oh, yeah. A uh, video recorded. Can't get fully hard, though? <laughs> fully no, they're erect. Rock hard. They're okay. hard and rock hard. Okay. Uh, pumping. A video recorded at the store shows employees and customers reacting with surprise to the animal named Oliver, whose owner says is tame and friendly. Nice. Yeah, killed five patrons. Uh, Petco and Oliver was welcome supply. Look at this, Casey. That's insane. Yeah, they're they're huge. He kind of has a little smile going, too. Did you see that? He was happy. He was at Petco. He loves yeah. to go out. And then it was off to Ulta. Uh, don't mess with Jason Windis of Santa Rosa, California. When a neighbor complained about his high fence causing a lack of visibility, and after the city wrote a letter telling him that it violated a local, a local ordinance, Jason cut the fence down to the maximum of 36 inches. And he was just trying to keep his dogs in his yard. That's why he had it there. But now... The nosy neighbor really has something to look at. It's a garden party where the guests aren't smiling, but the host is. And basically, what he had sitting behind that fence was a like a picnic with all naked mannequins. <laughs> and now you can fully see them okay. because the fence has been shut. Now, so it's I, a three-foot high fence is the most you can get? That's as most you can get. And it was, I think, five or six feet high. Uh, there's some, you know, neighborhoods. Town ordinance, yeah, Town ordinances. Right. Uh, he said, I, could, I couldn't bring myself to throw them away. I was going to use them for target practice, he said, about the mannequins in his front yard. Now he says they serve a higher calling. He said, they made me freak out. Uh, they were going to be fine. They were going to find me every day. It wasn't taken down when they sent him the letter. So Jason called a friend with a big saw. They cut off the top of the fence to make it fit the code. Uh, Jason said he's not finished. I guess the average person would get angry, he said, uh, and uh, cop resentment, and I throw a naked party in my yard. Uh, which led to a sign for a still anonymous neighbor and what appears to be perfectly legal compliance. It said they wanted me to tear down my fence to see inside my yard, and now they get to. Hmm. A police chase in California had a twist ending on Tuesday night when uh, the suspect broke out into a dance routine on Laurel Canyon <laughs> Boulevard. While police had their guns drawn. During the arrest, three highway patrol officers <laughs> trained their guns on the driver. As he backed away from a car on a shutdown road and barked orders at him. The suspect at first complies, walking slowly away from the car with his hands up and his back in the direction of the police officers. And then he suddenly started breaking out into a dance routine. Shuffling his feet, flailing his arms while they're doing several spins and bending at the waist to touch his toes. Very impressive. Uh, the man then begins to follow police orders by lifting up his shirt to show that he was not armed at all. Sounds like that sobriety test they give in the man with two brains, Preston. <laughs> yeah, prior to the theatrical ending, the suspect led California High Patrol cops on a uh, high-speed pursuit. Uh, they initialed a, uh, a PIT or pit maneuver where they intentionally hit this, the car and caused him to spin out. But he felt like doing a little dance before being taken in. Uh, Time-wise, we have to wrap it up there. Ah. I apologize. I'll save some stories and get them to you. 
next week. Let's take a quick break. Come back in a second. We'll see if you've been paying attention. We'll have a lesson question when we return with uh, Trash and Music News, too. So stay down. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Around the world from the Red Hot Chili Peppers on MMR. Maybe not around the world, but across the country. That's where we're going to send you for the Award of the Week Prize this week. It's a chance to go to Los Angeles, Hollywood more specifically. The uh, TLC Chinese Theater is where the premiere of the WB's movie Shazam is going to be happening. And the trip is going to be March 28th, so it's next week. It's a pretty quick turnaround. I have to imagine that's going to be a great trip. And Zachary Levi, who's the uh, who's playing, you know, Captain Shazam, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, it will be totally, totally... Uh, Sakaiable and gregarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> and by the way, that theater is so cool. Uh, I took last time I was in L.A. We were just walking around Hollywood, and we saw they had like a you know, $10 tour in the theater. So it's like, legendary. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. Take it. It's huge. Yeah. It's massive and very ornate, and it is now IMAX. Uh, it's an yeah. IMAX screen, so your viewing uh, uh, experience should be pretty damn cool. Think about the history of that theater. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, they have all the, the footprints out front and everything. Right. It's, um, it's really, really neat, so... Uh, and they have uh, inside they have props from famous movies and stuff like that, from like the Ten Commandments to the Wizard of Oz and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Gone with the Wind had its uh, its premiere there, I believe. Yeah. It. Uh, so we give that away today. So get yourself a set uh, to win that, and uh, we're doing this other thing. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush. Madness. All right, we got one more matchup for the day to highlight, and uh, this one is a 6 seed against an 11 seed. It'll be up to you to uh, choose. And by the way, we're in the Anyway region. There are four regions. There's Anyway, <laughs> Privileged, Hey Bitches, and Gadzooks. Uh, so the ones this morning that are matching up, or at least in this particular hour, are Learn to Count with James Mason and the Chipmunks <laughs> against Turn on Your Neck Light. And I know which one's my favorite, but it'll be up to you to decide. And like I said, you can watch the whole videos at WMMR.com. We'll play just a tiny snippet of each to remind you. So here's James Mason uh, learning to count. Here we go. Learn to count to James Mason. One cigarette, two cigarettes, three cigarettes. <laughs> there has got to be audio of that somewhere. Sure. James Mason, learn to count with James Mason and the chipmunks. Alvin, shut your goddamn mouth. All right, so that's just a little snippet. I that, yeah. Oh, my God, it's so funny. Because at one point, after a, a, a lengthy conversation, all of a sudden, you out of nowhere, you go, 40,800,622. <laughs> you just, like, continue counting. Just keep counting. Like, it goes on to a million. I'll teach you. All right, and then here is a little bit of turn on your neck light. It's right under my neck and it glows and it pumps to the heart of my heart. Glow, turn on my heart light. It moves to the rhythm of my heartbeat. Oh, my God. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, was that, who was that talking about? Kim, Kim Kardashian. Kardashian. I, yes, Kim. that ridiculous thing they were doing with those. This, this, this shows you the love in my heart. All right, it's up to you to place a vote, and it's so easy to do. The actual voting part, we don't ask for any information or whatever. You just click on the one you like, and we want to know from you which one of those you prefer. We have five matchups all together for the day, uh, and I'll, I'll rattle those off real quick. Rizzo versus the Anchorman, a love story against Fifty Shades of Fred Thompson. Regis gets tough against Don't Wait Chloe. Freddy Krueger, Town Planner. 
against the last waterbed store. Wow. Unbutterable against Snickers, the raccoon. There's some heavy hitters here. And learn to count with James Mason and the Chipmunks against Turn On Your Neck Light. Those are all at WMMR.com. Just look for the Daily Rush Madness uh, graphic. Click on that, and then you can watch the videos. You don't have to watch the videos. If you want to, you can, but you can vote. And it's sponsored by Punchline Phillies Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. Cool. Uh, let's get into the lesson question today. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Nick Offerman, who's performing at the Met on November 2nd. And tickets, by the way, go on sale today, I believe, at noon. So the question we have to go with this morning. We had a bunch of good ones, man. Uh, let's do this one. Um, what did the injured chicken named Colorado eat out of Gene Simmons' mouth? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see. That was in the bizarre file. So, what did the injured chicken named Colorado eat out of Gene Simmons' mouth? Two one five two two six three WMMR. Call right now. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by our friends at God Shawls. Eat lighter with God Shawls. Real meat, real wood smoked turkey bacon with up to 80% less fat than pork bacon. God Shawls turkey bacon, except no imitations. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, even though Michael Jackson's music is getting muted on various platforms, his display in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will remain intact. Not only that, the Hall has agreed to lend the Jackson exhibit out to the Museum of Modern Molestation. <laughs> Actress Piper Parabu working on getting Tyra Banks and Maria Bello back for a sequel to the 2000 hit Coyote Ugly. One studio has shown uh, interest in the project with which now 19 years after the fact will simply go by the title Ugly. <laughs> and finally, uh, Chris Brown saying he has remained in love with his ex-girlfriend Rihanna and would love to one day make her his wife. Brown says the time has come to stop beating himself up and get back to beating her up. Oh, no. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. Hi, Let's see if somebody knows uh, the answer to the question that we've asked this morning. And uh, what did the injured chicken named Colorado <laughs> eat out of Gene Simmons' mouth? And our first caller in was Claire, so I'm going to go to Claire. Hey, Claire, good morning. Claire, what did the injured chicken eat out of Gene Simmons' mouth? Falafel in a the fal- shape of Gene Simmons. Yeah, exactly, a falafel. <laughs> yeah, hang on, Claire. Up for grabs this time around. A pair of tickets to see Nick Offerman at the Met on November 2nd. Tickets go on sale Friday at noon via Ticketmaster.com and TheMetPhilly.com. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3. WMMR. And it's brought to you by Duncan. Fuel your day with iced coffee from Duncan. Duncan now has $2 medium iced coffee all day long. America runs on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Chester Bennington would have been 43 years old this uh, past Wednesday. And to mark the occasion, both his mother and his widow posted loving messages and photos to reflect on the vocalist's life. Uh, his mother, Susan, first offered a tweet saying, It's been a very long time since I've posted anything, but in light of my son's birthday, I just want to tell you all that I am okay and miss my boy so very much. Hoping that you are all well and I love you all. Chester would want us to celebrate his birthday. Um, she also uh, offered up a photo taken with Bennington the last time they were together, right? And the last time I saw my beautiful boy. Uh, happy birthday to the best thing 
that ever arrived on the first day of spring. I love you and miss you so much. Oh, man. Uh, meanwhile, to Linda, his uh, wife posted a touching photo of Chester dancing with uh, one of his children, writing, Happy birthday. You made the world brighter for the, from the moment you were born. Uh, you gave me the world with your love and children. For that, I can never repay you. I pray you are dancing in heaven. The kids and I are privately celebrating you today by doing your favorite family activities. It's a nice tribute. Ozzy Osbourne says that he's alive thanks to pure luck, according to a recent interview with Metal Hammer magazine. Uh, he's battled pneumonia and an upper respiratory infection recently, forcing him to cancel tours and spend weeks in the hospital. But the Prince of Darkness, Mark Darkness, continues to stay above ground. Uh, Ozzy said, if you'd said to me years ago, how long do you think it lasts? And I would have said, I'll be dead by 40. Luck has shadowed me all the way. Uh, if you'd read a news story that said Ozzy Osbourne has been found dead in his hotel room, you'd go, oh, really? Would you? Yeah. Okay. That's a, obviously he'd say that. <laughs> He's very aware of himself. Yeah. And asked if he thinks about dying, Ozzy said, yeah. He said, I do think about it. He said, it's getting close to the effing end now, but turning 70 really makes you aware of the phenomenal change in the world. It's crazy what's going on. Everything's sped up to a ridiculous level now. You can do more in an hour than you could do in a week before, and I do think that mankind is moving way too fast. Uh, Ozzy continues to recuperate from his recent bout of pneumonia and upper respiratory issues. He does not have any other gigs booked until May 24th when he is scheduled to launch a North American run at Rocklahoma Festival in Pryor, Oklahoma. Rocklahoma? Rocklahoma. Okay. Here's another festival. Uh, that follows Ka- Rockbraska. Uh, Caboo Del Mar. Uh, Kings of Leon and Mumford, Sons, uh, Mumford and Sons are leading the lineup for the fifth annual show. Uh, it's scheduled for September 13th through the 15th at the Del Mar Racetrack and Fairgrounds in Del Mar, California. Pretty good uh, lineup, by the way. So you got uh, Kings of Leon, Mumford and Sons. Dave Matthews Band will also be headlining. Other acts for the weekend, The Revivalist, mm. Sublime with Rome, The Cult, Silver Sun Pickups, Plain White Tees, Switchfoot, Duran Duran, Cheryl Crow, Ario Speedwagon, Marin Morris, The Bangles, Squeeze, Black Eyed Peas, Boys to Men, Snoop Dogg, Wu-Tang Clan, and many more. That's pretty damn good, what, I think. What yeah. is this festival? I've never heard of it before. It's called Caboo Del Mar. It's their fifth year doing it, and it's at a uh, it's at a racetrack, the Del Mar Racetrack. In Caboo. California. Yeah, Del Mar, California. Huh. That's, I'm um, not sure where about in California Del Mar is. What case? I mean, these are all kind of, all of them are a little bit over the place, but textually, this is really, really eclectic, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, so, anyhow, they've announced those dates. You going to go to Kaboo, Casey? I am not going to go there. <laughs> I don't want to. I am not. You cannot make me. Oh, it's by and San... I don't like peas. It's in, uh, I don't either. San Diego. Okay. Caboo, right. San Diego? Yeah. Uh, KISS is back on home turf tonight with its final end-of-the-road tour heading Long Island's Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. God damn, it's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> I missed my chickens. Uh, Fernando, there's Louie, yeah. Katie. All here tonight. Oh, wonderful. Paul Stanley spoke uh, to his old hometown paper, the New York Post. When asked to differentiate between Paul Stanley and the beloved masked star child live persona that he's perfected over the last 45 years, Stanley said, You behave differently in different situations. When I'm at dinner, I don't stand up on the table and yell for people to pass the salt. <laughs> pass the salt, baby! Party people! Uh, Can I have some more bread? <laughs> he said, When I'm in a, an arena, it's a different situation. Can uh, you move? 
He said, but I'm never... <laughs> he said, but I'm never wearing a disguise. He said, this is never a masquerade. Do you have free Wi-Fi in here? It's so much a part of me that whether it's on my face or in my blood, it's always there. Exactly, whether it's so, in your face or in your blood. So whether I ever put it on again or not, it's part of me. The tattoo is on the inside also. Keep putting it on. Uh, Stanley was also pressed to offer up his favorite Kiss song, and he answered. He said it would either have to be Love Gun or Detroit Rock City, uh, just because they so embody the personality and attitude of the band. Although I'm sure the song that will always come to mind first to others is Rock and Roll All Night, but those are his favorites. He's a star child. Yep. Star child. Star Child. Uh, the new documentary, Asbury Park, Riot, Redemption, Rock and Roll, which includes new and exclusive interviews with Bruce Springsteen and Steve Van Zandt, among others, will play in select East Coast theaters in May. I haven't heard about this. Yeah, documentary is going to be premiering on April 28th at the Asbury Park and Music, Music and Film Festival and features Bruce returning uh, with his earliest band members to play a now legendary concert to a sold-out Paramount Theater and to trade guitar licks with the future of music in Asbury, a group of 11-year-old rockers who proved that the best days for the town may just lie ahead. Did you watch Springsteen's um, uh, Broadway show? It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Have you good. seen it? I did watch it. Okay. It was good. I mean, there's there's a lot of talking. Yeah. So it's not, it's basically, you know, it, it's, a, it's a presentation. It's yeah. not a concert per se. Right. But it's, um, uh, I, I thought it was really good. Okay. I'll, I'll definitely have to put that on the list. Uh, the screenings for this film are going to take place uh, May 23rd through the 29th at assorted theaters throughout New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. Uh, if you want a complete list of theaters and times, you can go Sorry, to... Sorry, Tennessee. You can go to asburyparkmovietickets.com. A couple of things here with the radio station. Uh, MMR's, MMR rocks the uh, Black Keys Let's Rock Tour, October 14th, Wells Fargo Center. And tickets go on sale today at noon. So just giving you a heads up on that. And uh, wellsfargocenterphilly.com is where you want to go to get those tickets. Also, uh, here at the station, you want to listen to Jackson because he has a pair of tickets and passes to meet uh, Muse April 7th at the Wells Fargo Center. Nice. Uh And one last thing is that we're having an MMRBQ weekend. Sponsored by Dodge Chrysler, JeepCity.com. Hourly blocks of all of this year's bands and chances to win free tickets all weekend long. Uh, tickets are on sale now, including a limited amount of $25 lawn tickets while supplies last WMMR.com. But we're going to be giving them away all weekend long here on MMR. And that's it. That's the last bit of info I have for Music News. We'll take a break. We'll get back in a second. That trip to Hollywood is what we are going to give away. Not before I give away some bacon. Yeah! Gotchall's Turkey Bacon is here this morning, and I have two six-packs of coupons good for six full-size packages of Gotchall's Turkey Bacon. We'll take callers 11 and 12 at 215-263-WMMR. Gotchall's locally made right here in Pennsylvania and facilities powered by solar panels with a water recycling program, and they boast zero landfill status, and it's good for you and the planet. So give us a call right now. We'll see if we can set you up with that. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay near. Now, more with Preston and Steve. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. ACDC, don't you know, on 93.3 WMMR. We are the Preston and Steve show. More of everything that rocks is on the way. In just a little while, Pierre Robert will be in here shortly to take the helm of the ship. 
Take you through these troubled waters that I'm seeing. We're looking outside right now and look at how much those trees are moving around. <laughs> so about a half hour ago, there were patches of sun coming through. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now we're back to storm. Perfect yeah. storm. Yeah, we're going to have rain off and on today. You might see the sun peek out a little bit, but that wind is going to be a bit of a factor if you have to be outside today. And it's going to be windy again tomorrow. Similar temperatures. I'll have about 52 and then uh, Sunday, the best of the days, partly cloudy, high uh, 57 or so. Uh, thanks to our guest uh, today, Roy Wood Jr. Yeah. Roy's great, man. Uh, he's going to be at Punchline uh, tonight, tomorrow, 7.30, 9.45, respectively, those shows. Uh, PunchlinePhilly.com to get the tickets. And uh, then we had uh, Tony Hinchcliffe stop by. Yeah. Uh, and he is at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. And then there's a... Um, there's a podcast that he's doing as well on Saturday at 5 o'clock. So he's got a lot of shows going on. Uh, but he is great. Heliumcomedy.com to get all the information for those tickets. Uh, and our friends from Godshall's Turkey Bacon for serving up some grub for everybody here today. We appreciate it. And don't forget, you can find Godshall's Turkey Bacon at uh, Walmart, Sam's Club, Acme, Redner's, and ShopRite. Or, of course, you can ask uh, for Godshall's at your local grocer. And before we wrap up, let me remind you of our... Matchups for Daily Rush Madness today. And you know what? Let me also tell you who won yesterday. Yes. So, just in case you're wondering. Uh, when we tried Sir Strumming, that beat out Bill Weston's Two Face. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner's Dinner Party beat out uh, me making up the number Faye. <laughs> uh, Regis Wants to Bang Your Fillings Out beat Lindsay Lowen's Chicken Finger Party. Mm. The Wigapalooza beat FDR's Knock Knock Jokes. And our main upset, because you had a number six seed against an 11 seed, and the 11 seed won, it was um, Kathy's sexy traffic voice beaten out uh, by me almost naming my daughter Tussie Bips. Tussie Bips. Tussie Tussie Bips Bips beat Kathy. That is correct. Wow. So the matchups today, uh, Rizzo versus the Anchorman, a love story against Fifty Shades of Fred Thompson. Regis Gets Tough against Don't Don't Wake Chloe. Freddy Krueger Town Planner. Against the last waterbed store, unbutterable <laughs> against Snickers, the raccoon. Wow. And learn to count with James Mason and the Chipmunks against Turn On Your Neck Light. Those are the Daily Rush videos that are facing off today, and you can vote for them at WMMR.com. We'll have new matchups starting on Monday. So uh, I'm along for the ride, man. I'm enjoying this. Yep, I am too. It's fun. Hi, Pierre. Hello. How do people vote? You go to WMMR.com. Okay. You click, sorry, it's my drumsticks. You click on uh, Daily Rush Madness, and it's all right there. Okay. Yep, and you can just click on the one you want to, to, to beat the other. And, and, I, I'm sorry, the one thing that, that, that uh, threw Preston off with the voting was that uh, when you kind of drag your cursor over what you oh, think yeah. is the, the, the thing to vote on, like your your cursor doesn't change to like a Somet- finger. You yeah, know I mean? yeah. yeah, sometimes things highlight or the, the, the pointer will turn into a finger. It doesn't highlight it. Just click on it, and it'll work. So once I did that, I found out you were indeed correct, Kay. So, so, so Pierre, if you want to vote, feel free to. Okay, cool. You can do that. How right, you doing? Thank you. Very well. Very Excellent. well. Just nice. Cruising along. All right, cool. Uh, Damn it. What the hell is going on over there? Why don't you just play a solo and get it out of your I system? Keep, <laughs> somebody wants to drum. It's all I right, got a drum. <laughs> Done. Got thank it out of me. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I love your shirt, Steve. 
Oh, uh, thank Steve you. Steve has got an early image T-shirt of Sean Connery as James Bond with the tuxedo and the gun <laughs> and that look. Um, beautiful. That classic Bond look. There I know were, you're a Bond fan as well. Love yeah. Bond. And there was, you know, there have been some good ones, but there's never one like him. Yeah, I agreed. There 100%. Is. I like your shirt today. Oh, thank you. Is that, uh, is that what is that, velvet? Yeah, it's velvet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a line from a movie. Oh. Uh, it is velvet. It looks like velvet. Yeah, it's velvet. That's right. Yeah. Okay. You better keep that away from Rockstar Rob. Really? Oh, you, that's oh, right. You know. Yeah. You that know. Is, that is right. Um, he has a velvet jacket, but does he wear anything else? No. Not that I've ever seen. And he doesn't have... I'd love uh, to see him in a, in a wife beater and Bermuda shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be great? Uh, that would be. Uh, that Mystery would be... trip with Rob. <laughs> oh, my God. If there's somebody who needs a, a makeover. That's it. Rob is a good... I think Rob's we could convince him. He's a good... Uh, well, I mean, we're always looking for somebody that we can do something like that. Yeah. We did with Jackie Bam Bam one time. You've done some interesting things. Uh, yeah. Maybe the, the most worst... I mean, the best uh, was <laughs> um, Gary Lauer on a date. You could win Gary Lauer. Yeah, did we do a, a date with Gary Lauer? We do, Something or do we, like that. Well, we, I think did, we, just, we did a make. We, we did, did a makeover. makeover. Yeah, yeah. We did a make. Yeah. I thought you did a date, and he, I think we're just we'd be asking for a felony. Yeah, if we I don't did that. think yeah. we put our listeners. I, in no. danger the only like thing that. I yeah. maybe Unless he was coming to a crisis to, counselor. Maybe he was coming to a single mixer or something. But uh, he, you oh, know what? what? He was, and we we got him some good clothes. Right. We had someone talk to him about his uh, jam, his etiquette. etiquette. Yes, because I remember a a a moment when you guys are talking to him and he said, "All right, Gary, now say there's a nice lady over at the bar, and you go up and uh, yeah. you want to say something. And what would you say? Yo, sweetheart, what you doing? Yeah, yeah, he, he went didn't quite right, get it. He went Yo, right beautiful, in. hey, yeah. went right into the uh, the routine. Well, that's the most subtle approach. That's when he wouldn't stop talking about clams. Yep. Yeah. That uh, Kathy was going on about. Stop talking about clams. Stop thinking of clams. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, shall we do the letter today? People are waiting for this trip, man. Waiting. Let's do it. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter Y as in yellow. You now have a word. Let's take caller 10 at 215-263-WMMR. Caller number 10. You happen to know the word. You might win this trip, okay? So we got to get you to be the 10th caller first of all. So we'll do that and then see if we can give it away. It's a cool trip. Um, do you have some fun things planned for the end of the week? I do. Um, Activities? Yeah, I do. Uh, we're going to play um, tic-tac-toe. Yay. And then we're going to do a twister. Oh, that's yeah. great. Remember twister? Yeah. yeah. I do remember. Oh, you have those half chocolate, half vanilla ice cream cups? Exactly. And we'll have a game of mousetrap after that. <laughs> that's excellent. Do they still make mousetrap? They do. Wow. I got to get that. Anyway, um, so we'll have workforce blocks of the Black Keys and one more pair of tickets to give away. That goes on sale at noon today. We got a block of the cars. Rick Okasik or Okasik, how you ever say it is fine. Uh, we'll be uh, celebrating a birthday tomorrow. We've got some Fleetwood Mac to get in there at the uh, big joint tonight. We've got some spring songs to play. We've got some vinyl weekend calendar and uh, Pierre's planner. It should be a fun, action-packed day. I like that, sir. Thank you very much. So we'll go to the phones and attempt to give away this trip. Uh, we were looking for the 10th caller, and we have the 10th caller. Just so happens to be Jay. Good morning, Jay. Hey, it's Preston there. It is, I am, yes. Hey, Presbo. What's up, man? <laughs> By the way, that everybody calls me Presbo do now. Do they really? Oh, yeah. I get it all the time. I love that. I do, too. So, Jay, booby, give me the word of the week. <laughs> that word of the week is... Harry! Great day in the morning! You got it, buddy. So, Jay, 
When's the last time you were in Los Angeles, man? Uh, my honeymoon. Your honeymoon. Well, it's time you go back. We're going to send you on a trip for four, so maybe wow. you can, you know, maybe a little swinging involved this time. You and the wife bring a couple, another couple along and get a little more interesting than your honeymoon. Or maybe your honeymoon was filled with maybe you're already sex. swinging. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we have we're going we're going to send you to the premiere of WB Shazam. And it's next Thursday, so I hope you're available to go and grab some other people to the TLC Chinese Theater in L.A. and Shazam Hits Theater April 5th. What do you think about that, Jay? Fan-friggin-tabulous. All right, buddy. Love it. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. We'll take care of you. Enjoy that trip. Make sure you tell us how your time is. I want to thank our sponsors. The best trips, the best I'm telling you, yeah. Ever on the Preston and Steve show all the time. We're very lucky uh, in that we get to give these great trips away. Uh, I want to thank Godshall's Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon with 80% less fat than pork bacon. Also, Hyundai City, This the uh, spring savings at Hyundai City are heating things up. And you can shop the deals at HyundaiCity.com. Also brought to you by Mealy's Furniture. Just what you're looking for. Just what you're looking Just for. What you're... Yeah, love it. Uh, next week on the show. Ah, how about this, man? Mark, Robin, Harry from Double Dare will all be in our studio. Oh, that's awesome. we got the stage show coming yes. up. Yes. Which is great. Uh, our buddy Brian Callen will be in the studio. Nice. Uh, that'd be he's so He's the cool. best. You man. know, he's, he's basically moved from... You know, supporting player on the Goldbergs to a main yeah. character on Schooled. He's great. And Pete Corelli, is that how you mentioned say his last name? Uh, Creal? Creal? Corelli. Corelli. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pete Corelli, our old friend, will be here. <laughs> oh, it'll be in great to see him again. Won't it be? <laughs> Pete. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great weekend, folks, and we'll see you on Monday. Bye bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. The only way a hipster is any good is if it's a style of underwear. Listen, shave that nasty beard and give your sister back her jeans. Hipsters. Next message. Hi, Preston and Steve. It's Jess. And Alex. We need to hear a repeat of Big Brown. Walking all nipples. Please. I need to hear the nipples. Please. Got Dukes. Hey, Jimmy, baby. Next message. All right, all you fake-ass bitches. I'm sick and tired of this crap. I am out of this job. Never again will I set foot anywhere near that toxic-ass office. Get the out of my life. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.